Hi, this is Sanford Green, artist on Runaways, and you're listening to 11 O'Clock Comics. Serious, serious. Six from. Seeing images from the new Rook. All Glacies be drawn the new Rook. The uh, latest incarnation of my one of my favorite heroes from Fury Warren Publications. I do not like what I see. Oh, I was gonna say. Who did you get an argument with about Galatian? Was it Salazar? That's what You were ripping on Galatian. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. Probably. Probably. I wouldn't. Somebody got, somebody got off that shit. It wasn't something. Yeah, but because of what I did. Yeah. I was really cool. No, we were uncharacteristic. You were cool about... Well, yeah, but uh, but we've also said shit about LaRocca. I said something about his hand being run over. Yeah. Oh, that's right. <laughs> it was. It was some fucked up shit. <laughs> that <is> fucked up. <laughs> Snorting, giggling. And... Oh, shit. It's been a long, long, long week. It really has. Since we last recorded. Yeah. I am glad for this. A long week and a day. I needed this. I may turn away a couple of people on this show. Oh, Never nice. know. Yeah. I'm in a mood. Oof. Yep. I like it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right, because uh, I forgot about our horror talk, yeah. Yeah, yeah. To get out of the way. I, you know, I'm just going to, without spoiling anything, I love the back matter. Fuck them. I don't care. Oh, back matter is absolutely I, necessary. Love, this. We were uh, just talking about Providence. Oh, okay. And the uh, the uh, cop, the commonplace book in the back that, uh, uh, library. Yes, he, he details his, uh, day-to-day activities i think it's absolutely essential yes, it to the book Great. um but can we are we going to be talking some tv because i got caught up on everything uh right i'm caught up on i'm caught up on the walking dead i'm caught up on the flash i'm, not, I'm talking about good tv yes yeah, so was i wow like walking dead strain y'all caught up on that i have strain been. yes Okay, so we're two for two, and we all saw the ending of Fear, right? Yeah. No. Okay, good. You didn't? You didn't watch Fear of the Walking Dead, the end of it? No, I'm, uh, I have two episodes to go. Oh, well then, all right. How about, um, are you caught up on Walking Dead? How many episodes have come out? Two. two. I have watched neither. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! Uh, Jason, Jason, you're lucky you're pretty. Listen, guys, uh, you know, I got- No, no, no! <laughs> uh, Damn. It's football season, gentlemen. Yeah, that is true. There's football to watch. It's DCBS season. It and is. It's 11 <laughs> o'clock. I don't season. know if I said that. It didn't even make any sense. It's 11 o'clock comics, episode 391, and I'm Vince B. You are Vince B, and I am, man, it has been so long since I heard all y'all voices. I'm David A. Price. Yes, you are. And I am proud to be the representative of one of the best organizations in the world. I am John Porter, your vice president of sales for damage control. Can you afford damage control? Of course you can. As a savvy New Yorker, you may already have extraordinary activity assurance, or as is more commonly known, 
superhero insurance to cover the cost of our services, and even if you're not covered, we'll be happy to show you how to apply for funds from New York City's unique Federal Disaster Area Stipend. Our helpful staff is waiting to serve you. Call now, 1-800-555-MEND. Remember, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But if it is, call us. That's awesome. I have those, actually, and I bought them not because of the story, but because Ernie Cologne yep. did the art. Ernie Cologne so that's did why, that's why I art. bought yes. them. Yeah. And I got them for, like, cheap. Yeah. Oh, you can get them for cheap. Yeah, but I think one of them is going for like twenty bucks now. Why the first? The first because it's been optioned. No, okay. no, no, no. But I think there was something else that it was uh, the the not a character appearance, but yeah, but but I, yes, it was it was the first time I think I saw Ernie's art in a Marvel book. Um, because you know, mm-hmm. it was yeah, the Cosmic Boy miniseries and 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 Amethyst, and he was just a DC guy to me. Um, but also written Harvey. by. Dwayne McDuffie. Right, exactly, Dwayne McDuffie. But I I bought the Amethyst um showcase, the big ass collection of all the the various Amethyst miniseries. I think there was two, maybe three. And I didn't even get to read that yet. Huh. It looks good in black and white. No, his 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 line really does look good in black and white. Yep. Yep. Um but no, you're not damage control. You're Jason Wood. And if, if you'd like to do a little bit of damage control on your pocketbook, your wallet, the pocketbook if you're a woman, a wallet if you're a man. Or a purse uh, if you're and a purse. metro. Yeah, purse. Head on over to Discount Comic Book Service, dcbservice.com, and you will reap the rewards of rock bottom discounts on your favorite funny books and collectibles. Um, from Creature, we have Burnt Comics number one. This is a four-issue miniseries. Uh, writer, artist, and cover is Jairo Latigua. Regular price is $3.99. Your price is $2.19. That's 45% off. From DC, we have been harping nonstop about this book pretty much since it started. And for a good reason, it's really fun read by people who really love to make comics, such as Tim Seeley and Tom King. It's Grayson, Volume 1, Agents of Spiral, cover price $14.99. You can put it on your shelf for $7.49. That's crazy. Do the math. 50% off. And another fine comic book craftsman, Mr. Mark Lamming, did the Planet Hulk uh, trade paperback War Zones with Sam Humphreys. And Mike Del Mundo did the covers, and it's gorgeous. And the cover price is $17.99. What? What? Your price, $8.99. That's 50% off. You get Planet Hulk 1 to 5, all wrapped up and easy to read in one spot with a spine. What more do you need? Go there, dcbservice.com. They're the best. Around. That's all I got. Mm-hmm. So, drink roll call. I'm feeling better, by the way. Good. You sound better. Yes, I'm feeling a little bit better. Still got a little bit of the bass. Uh, cause I'm all about the base. No trouble. But, <laughs> nah, she's so cute. Uh, she is. With that one song when she says, uh, uh hold the door from me and you'll get some kisses. <laughs> she's so cute. You're so cute. Yeah, Megan, what's her Megan name? Trainer. Megan Trainer. Trainer, yes, yes, I like her a lot. But anyway, no, um, let's do the drink thing. Well, what is your drink thing? I am drinking. I know. The best. Java brew in the entire in the Bonneville, world. Yeah, household at the moment, yeah. No, 
in the entire world. Yeah, nah, the best, fucking... the best coffee available to man. Yeah, an Irish coffee, com- maybe. Comes from McDonald's, and that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> McDonald's Ooh, coffee. McDonald's. I love this stuff. I, I love it. They have the, the golden arches. They have the golden arts. Hmm. What are you drinking, Jason? Rung it. Yeah, she did. Uh, I am. Uh, I'm uh, going a little old school tonight. I am uh, sitting here with an ice cold can of America's own 1829 Yingling oh, Light Lager. Nice. Oh no, not the yeah, light. The really? Light. Ah, I can't have that. Gotta it have doesn't that. like anything. Oh, it's it's good. No, it's not. I I this is one time I will part ways with you. <laughs> yeah. It sounds much better than it tastes. Uh, that's that sounds like a Cleveland steamer. No. <laughs> you would know what a Cleveland steamer sounds like. Whoa, the um, well, I see. Now I should I should have brought a can upstairs. I we were um we we were shopping the night and and Renee for whatever since since he cracked himself up. He did. No, you did. Awesome. Um, we've been uh, the, the 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 new Starbucks that opened up nearby. They have um. Nude they, Starbucks. Yeah, we have a new, there's a new one in the air, so we're not moving now. The, uh, there's a, um, but they have a little, you know, the, the, the water, so we're, you know, Jason got, grabbed his San Pellegrino every morning during New York Comic Con. Um, they also have like the, the blood orange version of it. So Renee's been drinking that, she's been loving it, so she's been looking for it. And we stopped at a supermarket tonight and they had cans, but they also had cans of, and Jason will notice, Jason will see this picture tomorrow because I posted it today. It's a, um, it's a can. Well, I bought a six pack of the orange San Pellegrino that we had at Hero Boy. Oh, your comment. I thought you still living long in, in this house. I thought you said it was a little too sweet. No, I liked it. Or was it Jason that said it was a little too sweet? Oh, two cans. I don't think he said it was. Oh, yeah. No, I, no, I, I thought it was too sweet. Oh, okay. I liked it. Too much juice in it. Yeah, because, yeah, I mean, it, it definitely reminded me of Sunkiss, but yeah, I, 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 it, it, yes, I think it, if, it, if, if I more... diluted it with some straight up seltzer, I would love it. Okay. It, there, it, there is more orange in that than there is in like the, the white rock Mandarin, but yeah, yeah. So there, but no, I am, um, since everybody was having a party, I decided to, uh, I cracked open a bottle that I've had in the cabinet for months, and uh, we haven't made a liquor store lately. So this is uh, this is one of uh, Vince's favorite artists. Um, it's wow. the Dreaming Tree Crush Red Wine from the North Coast uh, from uh, Dave Matthews. Nice. Wow. <laughs> And by favorite, you mean, you mean least favorite. <laughs> Under the table and sleeping. Stop it. Oh, that's, that's messed up. <laughs> Upside the head. Don't be messing with man Dave. I'm sorry. It's so long. But anyway. Anyway. You know, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about the comics. You know, because we got lots of them. You cry. Do got lots of them. Well, I say one thing about Dave Matthews and the party comes to an end. Well, I mean, that's serious. Kind of oh, I mean, considering, considering all like, oh, well, you know, no, no, Insane Clown Posse and One Hit Wonders, they got, they, they got that other song too. It's like, come on, dude, really? They got a bunch, right. of, they got a bunch yeah. of fine, thank, fine thank, tracks. Thank you for making my point. 
It's all over. Come on. Mm-hmm. That's a classic. You like a scientist. You're pissing me off. All right. I'm going to jump. I'll jump right in with the book about uh Oh, wait. I got to thank you. I got to thank you. <laughs> Magnet. How the fuck do they work? <laughs> How do they work? It's, it's, a miracle. it's a miracle. It's a it's that's all it is. It's a miracle. This is a wacky ass episode, man. David is ruined. He's ruined for the rest of the show now. But Jason, what were you gonna say, buddy? I have a thank you. Awesome. Let's hear it. I received uh book one mm. an existential examination in forty three parts oh, of Sad oh, Man by Mr. Dave Jordan. Yes. No way. Yes. Nice. And he had a nice note in it which uh says Hey, Jason, I just realized that I sent the previous packages to Kinelon, New York, because that's the address Dad gave me. No. If they still made it there, that's great. But please let me know if they didn't, and I will send out replacement copies right away. I am going back through my messages now. There ain't no way. (laughs) That's one thing about Dap. He very, very infrequently makes mistakes. I would not lay money on Dap making a mistake. But either way, very cool of Dave to send this along. Um, Absolutely. So I don't know if you guys already received it or what have you, but but uh, it's pretty freaking cool. So it's, uh, yeah, and I saw the the Facebook with the box opened yeah. up and all the the spines. It looked awesome. Yes, I can't can't wait for that. And it's it's personalized too. I am I have owned the first printing of the book. I have copy eleven out of one hundred. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. No. He uh, when 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 the package arrived, he um, and he he posted it on Facebook. And, and I know Stephen Water, who is, who goes above and beyond. He, uh, for everyone. For everyone. He, for he everyone. Like, People on other planets. He know was Stephen just Water. like, so I've been, I've been checking the Etsy store. Where the hell is it? And he's like, dude, the box just arrived. I gotta, and he's like, all right, all right, you know, just, I'm waiting. So, um, so I know Stephen <laughs> was one of the first people to buy the thing, but, uh, when Dave posted really? pictures of, of the, um, of the spines that he was all excited about, uh, I, I said, just make sure one of those 100. Are on the side for me because um, I'll be uh, I'll be sending you my money later this week and and it mine should be he he put it in the mail earlier in the week and it's um I didn't I didn't get it today so I'll probably have it tomorrow I can't wait to to, to actually read the um the, the the hard copy version of it it's it's a great web strip it, it's funny as hell yeah kudos it's uh yeah it's 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 uh Dave's basically um. Not quite daily strips. I think I said it took him eight eight months to to uh, do this, which is I think there's forty. I guess by the title there's forty three strips. Um, but uh, yeah, like I, said, I just I just got it and opened it, so I haven't had a chance to read it. But looking through it, it looks a lot of fun. And he makes a point in the intro to say that like you know you can kind of see because over the eight months his work progressed. He definitely can. Like if you look at the first yeah. page, I mean it's cool. Um, but you know, but but it's amazing how in eight months how uh, how much tighter his stuff uh, looks at the end there. So. Yeah, very cool. Okay, I'm looking forward to reading it. Thanks a lot, buddy. Yeah. So there you go. That's awesome. Yeah, we should count our blessings for people like like him and Stephen Wooder. It's true. They they just make things um, even more awesome. Mm-hmm. Sure. And I I, sh- I should shout out. You can get this book or see his other stuff at uh, Dave Jordan, like Michael Jordan. So DaveJordanArt.com. When he's nice. on the Twitters as uh, that Dave Jordan, T H A T Dave Jordan. So yeah. Okay. All right. Let's talk about some comics. Let's talk about comics, baby. I would like to talk about one in particular. This is the carryover from last week. Carry on my way, what's up? <sighs> it's like a 
walking jukebox. Uh, and, uh, David read it. I don't know if Jason did, but, um, the 31 page main story, and that's where my bona contention uh, yes. begins and ends. Uh, the 31 page main story was <clears throat> written by the great Dan Slott and pencils by Giuseppe Camoncoli, inks, inks by Cam Smith and, uh, Marty Gracia did the color art. I am, of course, talking about Amazing Spider-Man number one. Um, but there's a lot more to this issue than the 31-page main story, and that's where it gets a little sticky for me. But let's let's talk about the, the initial story. Okay. I, I read this last week. I still don't know if I like it. I like it. I, well, I, okay, I, all right. Uh... I, I'm not sure I'm down with the status quo of Peter Parker yeah, being yeah, there's, a a Bush League Tony Stark. That's, that's that's basically what he is. Absolutely, you're absolutely right. It's um yeah it's it's tough to take um in in that looking at it that way. It's I mean this is if if this is the new. Status quo, if we're not going back to, I mean, I, well, no, we, we do have, there is a foundation here. This is still the same Peter Parker we've been reading all these years. Sure. Um, so there's, there's, there's no reboot because, you know, it's, it, it, Uncle Ben was still in his life, you know, Prowler, of course, is referenced. So there's, there's, there's a lot, you, you, there's history on these pages, even though it's the first issue mm-hmm. and it's, it's, it's the beginning of a new, new era. I right? thought the Hopi thing was cool. I do too. And, and yeah. I mean, I don't, there's, I think there's more that I like than I dislike. I mean, it's still, it's, it's, well, I mean, the analogy is usually with pizza, but I mean, even like, you know, it's, it's, it's with sex, if, even bad sex, it's still Spider-Man story. So there's still, there's still <laughs> that, but it's, it's, I don't know because it's Spider-Man, I, I'm going to be waiting for the other shoe to drop. Exactly. And, and, mm-hmm. I, and I'm thinking that from the very beginning, when he's got the uh, the webware yep. uh, thing, and uh, he's, he's providing like 47 buildings with his name yes. on it all over the world, and and he's he's thwarting bad guys who steal servers. But at the mean at at, the, at another time, he has henchmen in the Spidey costume that are doing the thing for him, and everything's working out. Um, and he even saved one of the Zodiac guys has the, the, did the, um, I think it's Leo, right? Had mm-hmm. the, the fake tooth and he bites yeah. down on it in order to secure his secrets. But Peter won't even let that guy die. He dies. He, fi- he figured out a, a, uh, an antigen for this, this deadly, you know, I'm going to, you know, uh, suicide drug. So right. it, everything, it's too perfect. It's going to end badly. Right? I, I'm thinking slot is only building up. Peter in order to tear him down. Someone's going to swindle money from the Uncle Ben Foundation because I mean, how that's got to, it's, it's a foundation named after the person that made him who he is. And, and that, that, even, even that, I mean, as much, as great as that is, and, and, and it's a worthwhile venture. That's just with the Parker luck and with the way things go for this guy, it's, it's it's going to crumble, and I don't. Right. I'm not. I'm not wishing for that, but just based on past performances. I mean, yeah, I just I'm going by history. Yeah, and I never liked Horizon in 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 the previous in in the in the 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 Doc Ock led Spider Man. I thought, and it's and it goes back to Bendis. 
putting Peter in the Avengers. When Peter got above the second floor in the building, that's when it just didn't seem there right was, to me. Yeah, yeah. You know, Peter in a skyscraper, no. He's 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 a man of the he's a hero of the people. I don't want him up there with Tony mm-hmm. and 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 Steve. Get him out of the Avengers. It just seems wrong, but how about that last page? Dude, I, I know did I tell that. You? I, 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 did, I didn't, I'm hedging my, I'm, I'm making it seem like I guessed something that I didn't really, because I said that Slot has had a plan for absolutely. the robot not, butler from day one. But you're, not, but you're not going to, first of all, the way, I thought that's how Peter was going to, the way, the way Doc, right, but the way, the way Doc Ock took over <laughs> I mean that that's not going to go away. But you cannot have the one person who defeated. You know, I mean, he's like the deacon from the cult. He's the one guy who beat this dude. You're not just going to have him go away and 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 will himself into the sunset. There's there's mm-hmm. he's you cannot have uh, oh Green Goblin's the best nemesis, but it's it you it's Doctor Octopus mm-hmm. now, and and you can't just have him go away. So, so I don't think he's going to be a threat. I really don't. I think he's going to find a way to Not until something happens to Anna Maria. Right, right. I, I think he's going to find a way to divest himself from that robot. She's somehow going to enter the picture and she's going to turn him around. Because he loves her. He'd do anything for her. The dude was in another friggin' time zone. Uh, uh Not time zone. Another uh era with her on his wrist just for mm-hmm. to to placate him. I mean, he loves this woman. Nah. The, but anyway. the, the um and his his association with um his being Spider-Man's Peter Parker's association with Shield didn't really feel all that right. That, that, that was a Marvel team up thing. That was not I don't I, I, he's Spider-Man for me is best swinging around skyscrapers and and just and and overcoming the odds he's now at all the odds are overcome now he's just got to worry about who's stealing servers and and how to stop them and it's yeah, it's just that's not it, it's it, it's it, red and blue superman it's not that that's not the character that i'm i'm i don't have the con- I don't want to say I don't have the connection with that character anymore but it's it's just it's not it's going to take some getting used to Mm-hmm. Right. And the thing that bothered me was the uh the zap from the electromagnetic web. Oh, yeah, now now they, he's in the animated aw- series. He's got a fucking no, really, they must, suit. He's got a water suit. They must be sp- awesome servers to withstand that kind of EMP and not fry all the data on those servers. But that's all I'm uh, saying. Can I be a devil's advocate here having not read it yet? What? Well, I hear everything you're saying and it, and I I get it especially cuz it's a character you guys really really love, but um like, doesn't it somewhat fly in the face of, like, a fairly constant criticism that nothing ever really changes? Changes? You don't have to change Spider-Man. He was perfect from day one. <laughs> Therefore, well, change is unnecessary. Okay, mm-hmm. but, okay, but, but for the most part, you're, I, I think we've all uttered the idea that, like, Marvel and DC have every few years promised major changes and we never really get them, right? Right. I think I could go back and make a lot of uh, episodes where you in particular, Vince, uh, made fun of DC after the new 52 and how nothing really changed. Exactly. Exactly. So right. what I'm saying is See, it like, it kind of seems unfair to like have it 
both you can't have it both ways. It, no, 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 it's not unfair because Peter's the exception to my rule. If Marvel took Peter and his whole universe and did nothing but make Spider-Man comics circa 75 76 around there like that type of spider-man ground uh, i would be more than happy you can make those those types of spider books till the end of time i do i wouldn't even care if they changed keep it the same way it is because spider-man to me is perfect well but you you really enjoyed superior spider-man i did and it's fun to have a little switch up yeah but you you'd be nuts to think that peter's not going to come back but that's what i'm saying right is that is that how is this any different than franken castle or or uh, when you know Dick became Batman, or it's just it, it, it like it's 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 going to come back. I mean, it is, but this it just seems disingenuous to me. Mm-hmm. This does not seem like Peter Parker. I think what, but the the two examples you just mentioned, Jason, they happened during the title's run. This is this is a new, brand new, starting over sort of first issue. Um, which is the new thing, you know, hey, it's, it's, it's a new story arc. Let's do a new number one. But, um, Frankencastle happened during the, the Remender's Punisher run. And then that's, that's towards the end of it. And then, um, I thought that was awesome. Uh, yes. And, and, it, but I mean, yeah, no, I, I, yes, there should be, I, I, I appreciate growth. You know, I don't want, I don't want Peter to still be the same 28 year old dude that he was. In the eighties when he was doing his thing. And it, it's, it's, plus with the growth, you're, you're, you're using that, that character's history to your advantage. The, um, there are just some aspects, especially in the second issue with, with, I mean, for, in the first issue, we have the, the, the new Spider-Mobile and the second one, now he's got a, um, a, a hydroplane. It's, it, it really does feel like a toy tie-in from a cartoon. Everything yeah, is, it, is a gadget. Right. And it's more exciting when he doesn't have the resources and he still he has to, the because guy. he's a smart dude. He's one of the smartest right. dudes in the Marvel universe. I need right. to, over, I need but, to figure out how to beat this guy. Now it's yes. just like, well, I'll just change this web cartridge. And now it's, I mean, it's like he's yawning and, and he's, oh, I'm just going, you know, I'm going to handle this. And he doesn't, he's ready to take on Galactus now instead of just, you know, five guys robbing a bank, which is why I think that slot has something really big planned for him. He's going to bring him down hard. He, Peter Parker does not succeed. That's the character. He gets by, but he doesn't succeed. Right. So it, it's coming. When I don't know, but no, I'm, I, I'm I enjoyed the ride. I, I didn't love it, I, but I, I enjoyed it because there is no such thing as a bad Spider-Man book, right? right. You said it yourself. Yes, it it's, you know. But this is where um, my love affair with this issue begins and ends. With all this, well, you have. Um, Peter David and Robbie Thompson and Dennis Hopeless and Mike Costa doing uh, Dan Slott and Christos Gage doing stuff in the back pages. They're like maybe four to six page stories. You have uh, Spidey 2099. You have Silk, um, Spider-Woman. Who else is in here? Uh, Spider-Verse. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Web Warriors. Then you have um, another uh, promo for Amazing. Now, I was talking to David before and I said, if this stuff appears in the first issues of all the books that these, that they're promoting here, I'm going to call file foul because you're paying for advertising. This issue was eight bucks and you got a 31 page news story, amazing Spider-Man. That's awesome. 
and the rest of it, if they oh, so are... it's all previews of the other books. I don't think yes. so. I think I oh, think okay. I think just like no, I think just like Uncanny Event, just like um, Avengers Zero, where it was a setup. I think that's what it, I don't think you're going to see these first four pages of Silk in the I first think. issue of Silk. I hope not, and that's that would be the saving grace. If you do not see this stuff in the books that they're highlighting here, then great, you're not paying for advertising. If these pages do appear, that's a huge follow with me because you're essentially paying for 60 pages of advertising. This is a 96-page issue, right? Right. So to, just to be clear, uh, and I don't know if this is gospel, but I'm reading on uh, one of the sites that shall not be named. Um that uh, there are five backup stories that they're meant to serve as previewed, like zero issues for the first right. issues. Right. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't think. I don't think these pages are going to be replicated in the first issues of these books. I don't think so. Uh, good. Good. All right. But then, they, they okay. Do, uh, so, sorry, they they do four color. Oh, all right. Um, but uh, still, this is a pretty hefty issue. Eight bucks. That is kind of hefty. Yeah. It is. Yeah. yeah. So you could, we could add a fifth color Pantone, but it'll significantly raise the costs. I, I, yeah, I, I assumed that. Okay. So it's CYMK. Yes. yes. Okay. Nice. Well, so you need to know this. He's asking me. That's why I'm right. No, hey. Yeah. Um, I was not thrilled with the cover. The Alex Ross cover. No, the cover's lame. Um, it, even the composition is nasty. It, yeah. It, it's listless. It's just whatever. It's not a, it's not a good looking Spider Man to begin with. No. Alex Ross, the, right? Yeah. Yeah. The, on the, the, on the regular is, cover, yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, it is. I like I'm looking color. at it right now. Yeah, no, it's, it it's but, and I mean, it looks more like the Uncle Ben from Spider Verse than anything else on that. And he's cover. got like a glowing spider. Oh, the, the and he's got I, a real baggy. His drawers I, are real baggy in the front. I dislike the new costume. Furiosa as MJ. I dislike the the costume completely with the with the glowing spider emblem and 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 it's it's a little bit like Superior Spider Man where the back spider emblem is slightly raised. It's I just. There was up. nothing wrong with the old one, and, and no, I, it's it's kind of silly to to illuminate the spider when a good part of you know Peter's tactics involves stealth and subterfuge, and you have this neon spider on your chest. It's it's the same thing as the Tron spider costume that we were talking about <laughs> yeah. before. It doesn't make any sense. Whatever silliness, but yeah, even the color palette he used on that uh, cover is just. Poopy. Hmm. I don't get it. You said poopy. Yes. I did. <laughs> but I mean, we've been giving Marvel a you know a free ride for a long, long, long time. It's, I think it's time we call them out on once in a while. Well, I, I'll keep it real. I mean, I was saying this to David. Uh, yeah, we were ready to. Um, I, listen, I, we had the man on our show. He's one of my favorite writers in comics. But something's amiss with with Hickman right now. I don't know what's going on. But mm. but everything he's supposedly writing isn't coming out. So I can't blame the artist because got too many different artists and too many books. Not you know, um, I mean, dude, we're we're getting the all new, all different Marvel, and there's been no resolution. Now I know you could say these stories weren't gonna. We, we should have expected a reset after God Doom, but it, it, I, I can't front it. it. Makes me far less interested in seeing the end of of Battle World, right? I mean, Secret Wars. What's, it's true. It's I true. Mean, we, we know now, at least we're getting exact. We know that, that basically everything does get put back in some form of the way it was. So, right. um, I don't know. There's, if there's consequences, we don't know them, but, but speaking of art, I, I, I don't think it's possible for Esad Ribic to, to do, to do bad art, but 
I thought that uh, issue six was a noticeable step down from the prior issues. Like, like, like materially so. And again, I noticed a lot of more airy background. Much, right. Much like, like JRGR, it's not as though there aren't certain panels that are still classic Rubik where you see it and it's just impeccable. But there are a lot of shortcuts around those panels where he's betting you're not going to take as much of a focus. Mm-hmm. I mean, Sue is an abomination in this book. Yeah, she's a little thick. Mm-hmm. Not just thick, but I mean, plain Jane. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. like very, like, face is not attractive at all. Yeah, and 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 uh, and Valeria's the same thing. Valeria's just like I don't know, just so not not just a little disappointed. I mean, we Secret War Six was was late coming out, and I dug the story. Don't get me wrong. Um, yeah, but uh, but but you know, it's it's just they're losing 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 some of its momentum for sure. Yeah, well, I don't know what kind of contract Hickman has with Marvel, if any. Well, this um, is the end. Right, and and I don't know um, how editorial approaches things like this, but if I were in the driver's seat editorially and he slipped up on a book that would cause my entire publishing output to be in jeopardy, I would say, okay, I'm going to give you this amount of time. If you don't produce, I'm going to get somebody to ghostwrite it, keep your name on it, and you're going to have to suffer the consequences. This is an important book. I think he's kind of got him by the short and curlies, though, right? I mean... How? Get somebody else to write the issue and have him like pick up the pieces. If you don't produce on a book that has their entire publishing line hostage, yeah. you, either, you either do it or you don't do it. If you don't do it, I'll get somebody else to do it and, you know, and deal with it. Mm-hmm. Like, why is this guy so special? He's good. Yes, he's very good. But talk about a prima donna. Finish the fucking book. Get it done. What, I mean, maybe if he has health problems, okay, that's very bad. If you, if you have things physically and mentally wrong with you that are not causing you to be able to work, I'm sorry, that, that's a very good reason not to get this stuff done. Right. Anything other than that, get the goddamn book done. Sure. It, and, and, it's not that hard. Right. And, and we don't want to jump to conclusions because we don't know what's going no, on. No, 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 no. I mean, uh, and in the, in the grand scheme of things, it's only a comic book. But something's right? definitely amiss is my point. Yeah, right, right. So it's true. It is. It's, it's like, I mean, I dug know. the last page. That was kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And, uh, I, I dug who Mr. Sinister's busy <laughs> mama is. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I love Sinister. I don't know what it is about. Yeah, no doubt. So, I've so, always loved Sinister. so again, like I grooved on it, but man, I would have been grooving on a lot more two months ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Contingency plans. Look into them. <sighs> yeah. But, but that said, I, I do want to give Marvel a little bit of love before we move on to other things. And that's, right, what do you got? that was my, my intro, which is the, uh, I, I, it's actually Facebook messaged you guys this when I was about to start reading it this past weekend. Yep. I, uh, I received, as I'm sure many people did in their, in their shipments this month, the, the just freshly reproduced collected edition of Damage Control. Oh, nice. The complete collection. And this was a series I'm sure we all read when it was coming out. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the, the collection is really everything damage control. It's, um, it's damage control, the original mini one through four. Um, then the second mini one through four, then the third mini one through four. Uh, oh, there was three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. World War Hulk, the after smash. No. And then there's World War Hulk after smash. One oh, okay. through three. Right. Uh, then there's Marvel age annual number four, Marvel <laughs> comic presents number 19 and Iron Man annual number 11. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's, uh, basically for, for those that don't know, uh, it's written 
exclusively by one of uh, well, one of our our main boos of all time, especially David and I, uh, Mr. Dwayne McDuffie. And uh, and it's as Vince alluded to earlier in the show. It's primarily the, the most of the early stuff is drawn by the the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Ernie Cologne. Uh, and then Kyle Baker and Salva Espin do the later uh, components of the book. Um, it started off in Marvel Age as a little spoof thing, and it was what it was basically asking the question, you know, with with the superheroes essentially tearing apart Manhattan at, at every turn, what happens to all the damaged buildings? Who 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 takes care of that? And sure enough, they came up with this idea of Damage Control Incorporated, which is a company that uh, that uh, is essentially superpower cleanup. They they go in and they rebuild the Empire State Building, they fix roads, they get rid of giant walking robots, they get rid of radioactive damage. They're just they're experts in cleanup. They're like service master on steroids. Yeah. And uh, this is essentially a story of of, of that company with uh, mm-hmm. with all the intricacies of any kind of corporate uh, thing. And, and it's it's really it's 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 as much a a, a parable of the time. And the '80s big corporate greed era, as it is anything else, um, you know, it's it's very much an an adult um, humor book that uh, is wordy, right? It's it's very wordy, yeah. and it's 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 uh, it's for a certain type of reader. I I think if you're into Mad Magazine, Crack Magazine, that sort of thing, this this would entertain you. If you're someone who just liked or just prefers straight up superhero action, this is not for you. Um, but uh, I've always loved McDuffie as a writer, and this is no small part why. And definitely when this was coming out, especially me being at the time a pure Marvel zombie, um, I wasn't reading anything else like this. You know, there, there was nothing else in my stack, my pull list that was that resembled this, you know, um, at the time. It was mostly straightforward superhero stuff. So um, so I always enjoyed this book a lot, and uh, and it just had tons of sight gags and tons of little bits and it was funny. It was well written and funny and well paced. And, uh, you know, there's basically a, a gag on every page, essentially. So, um, highly recommend it. Uh, Cologne's art is awesome. Uh, Kyle Baker's art is awesome. Um, Sal Espin's art, you know, a little, not, not exactly. <laughs> I, I don't think it holds, it's, I don't think it's as, it's just, it's a different vibe. It's, it's too, yeah. it's too traditional. It's too clean. Um, it's not silly. And, and it was from a couple of years ago. Totally. Yeah. So he's, he's gotten a lot better since then. Sure. So, um, but yeah, overall, this is a great walk down memory lane. It, uh, it's a thirty four ninety nine cover price. I think I paid 20 bucks through our friends at DCB service, but, uh, yeah, it's just a lot of fun. Like, you know, again, it's a Galactus 8 apartment building. It's, you know, yeah, it's just, uh, you, you got, you got Uatu narrating certain stuff. You've got, uh, uh, just, it's just funny. I mean, some street level stuff. There's, there's a, a, a component that Kyle Baker draws where there's, uh, this like crazy group of dudes. There's like a, 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 a pimp wearing a, uh, a blue tie with, with like a naked woman on it. It's just, just funny stuff. I don't know. It's just, it's just very, very clever. Um, the modern stuff, one of the Kyle Baker issues even has, uh, uh, the, the, uh, the original, uh, New Warriors in it, which is, which is funny to see these guys in that setting, but, uh, but yeah, I highly recommend it again. If you like comedy books, um, again, not just from, not just in stuff like Deadpool, but if you like stuff from the Mad Magazine era or the EC era, then, then give this a try. It's, uh, it's, it's a well put together package of everything that Damage Control's ever been in. So, um, 
it was really fun to to get back because I have all these issues, but they're in long boxes tucked away somewhere, and I you know I I, I don't think I would have had the thought to dig these out anytime soon to reread them. Right. So getting a, a print like this made it fun to just sit down one one day next to the fire and and just read through it in a couple hours. So I don't know if you guys it remember. Do you guys stuff. remember this vividly? Do you remember? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because Spider Man. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, flipping, flipping his thumb over his shoulder. First issue, These guys man. Take yeah. care of it. Mm-hmm. That's the only reason why I checked out that first issue was. Well, I mean, I'm a huge um, fan of the Marvel Age. So yeah. yes, I didn't. I did notice all that stuff going on there. But the reason why I did buy the first issue was because of Spider Man. I'm about four issues away from a complete run of Marvel Age. Nice. nice. I love that magazine. Yep. Yeah, they should fun. do that today. They need to do oh, something like that today. Do this. They get their website, marvel.com. Ah, I know. The hell with I the know, internet. Dude, that's what killed Amazing Heroes, man. Bumped. Those were the days, man. We sound old. Yeah. Um, nobody liked New Avengers, number one? Uh, I haven't read it. Jay, you I didn't read it? No, I didn't. I started it. I don't, I don't get, know if I'm just get the phone <clears throat> off the desk. Take the phone off. I just the desk. I don't know if I'm not feeling. Oh, that's me, yeah. sir. Oh. If uh, yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> what? Wow, <laughs> David. <laughs> what? Oh, really? Like, <laughs> like we automatically just assume it's that. All right, that's cool. Well, because uh, it's not on a desk; it's on it's on my couch, but it's sitting next to the mic. So, <laughs> the uh... I love the lineup, and that's where David and I part ways. It's sort of, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, for those really of you who don't know, either. no, that's the thing. The, the, the lineup, uh, for the new Avengers is White Tiger, Wiccan, uh, Power Man, Songbird, Hulkling, and Squirrel Girl with the little squirrel. Um, Nutcracker, whatever else. Uh, Tippy Toe. Yeah. I got, yeah. I got to say before you get into it, um, I know I should love her because I, I love the Great Lakes Avengers and I love Deadpool. <laughs> yeah. I'm not feeling Squirrel Girl. <laughs> that's, I think she's fun. She's she adds heart to the book. Anyway. Like in small parts, when she was the when she was when she was Jessica and Luke's. Oh yeah, she's the nanny. Uh, nanny, and and her and Wolverine had that little moment where they acknowledged that they used to hit it. That was fun. Yeah. But as a centerpiece, like I don't know if you guys have tried Still that Eric Henderson book, but uh, uh-uh, son. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, this is written by Al Ewing, and the art's by uh, Gerardo Sandoval. Who I got that champions from? Yes. Right, and he makes... Which is why I was interested in checking it out. He makes Squirrel Girl's teeth gigantic. She has huge buck teeth in this book. I heard like, I heard all those really, Squirrel Girl um, uber-sensitive uh, uh, folks were like somehow insulted by that. Really yeah. pronounced buck teeth, yeah. And, well, I, I mean, it didn't bother me, but I mean... Bobby DeCosta it, looks like Ace Attorney. What the hell is that, Phoenix Wright or whatever the hell his name is? Right, he does. He does Very I mean, anime-ish. I thought the story was fun, um, but like Doctor Strange said last week about the balance, I think this this issue is seriously out of balance because the story is really compelling. The art, I wasn't really feeling it. It's it's too too uh, manga uh, anime uh, influenced. I just it, it didn't really do anything for me, and I'm it's okay for me to say that, right? I can say that. It, it didn't really. I'm not saying it's bad. Of course, Styli- stylistically, it didn't really um, win me over. And there's so many things that are that are fun. You got the Pod character, uh, one of Ex Nihilo's uh, leftovers. 
um, these the the villains are really cool. The, the people are being turned into like these crystal uh, creatures with the actual float like crystal heads. So I mean, visually it's cool, but I don't know. I just was not feeling the art. Whatever. That's not a ringing endorsement of this book. No, and and I. I flipped through the first couple of pages because I did read Avenger Zero. And Avenger Zero is, I like the narration of it. it. It's, it's set up by, um, by Nighthawk and, and the, um, and basically just breaking down, um, all of the upcoming plethora of Avengers books that are hitting the stands, whether it's Uncanny or New or A-Force or Anything. Jason was right on the money though. With, with his, uh, Roberto da Costa. He said they're making him a player. This is going back like yeah, last well, year. The, no, well, it's going yeah. back to, um, uh, uh, the other Avengers book. The, um, the one that Hickman started and then Spencer was writing and, um, but yeah, with the whole Avengers world. Avengers was world. It? Yes. And, and yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it did also play into, um, the, the, the other Hickman written Avengers books, but it, it, that's, that's primarily where, um, they were trying to get the, uh, the footing one where they introduced aim and everything else as far as being part of it. But, um, and again, though, that's something pre secret Wars, So it's still, it's still continuing, uh, the foundation that, that Hickman pretty much laid, but I, it, it's, it's weird. I don't know why I treat the Avengers differently. I, I thought, I mean, I wasn't in love with the Legion of Substitute heroes, but I thought it was cute at the time. I love the Boaha Justice League. I love Justice League Antarctica. I, anytime DC did that with, I mean, because it, it also started with the, the Detroit era. And that's when you kind of knew without the big seven. That they're really not being all that serious anymore. Now, oh, okay, Aquaman's the leader of the team. Okay, so now, now we know we're really not all that. So then you, <laughs> Will Piper just said, "What's wrong with there's that?" There's nothing wrong with that. But it basically, <laughs> I mean, and then you have him in Detroit. It's like I'm not going to be anywhere near a huge body of water. But hey, here's Detroit. Right. So, um, but don't forget, two of these characters did come from a team with Avengers in the name. Yeah, and you have Wiccan, and you, and you have, and I, I know, I know, but. It's, it doesn't, I, I get, like West Coast Avengers I get because it was Hawkeye and Iron Man and Wonder Man. And then, okay, this Mockingbird, you know, so they, 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 they threw the other characters in there. There's, there's usually a reason, like the reason the Justice League couldn't, you needed a founding member to disband the league. And, and even if Superman, Batman and Wonder Woman aren't in it, there's still Aquaman there. And, and, uh, so, He's going to continue the Justice League. It, it, uh, new Avengers. Somebody has just, to feed the fish. Well, it's just, yeah, it's deal. So it's just, it's, it's something about, it, it's not just the art. I don't know. I, I, I will read the issue. I read the zero issue. So I got a couple of pages and, and got a feel for, you know, what they're probably going for. Uh, I will read the first issue. I have the first issue. I'll read it. Uh, it, it's just not. It's fun. Um, which is, but there's just so many, but then you look at Uncanny Avengers and Deadpool and Spider-Man are, are on the cover and it's like, where, I, I'm not, 
if, if I'm a purist, Spider-Man should be nowhere no, near but they anything they called Wolverine, and and it's just right. or, or Daredevil, or you know, and and it's or, Doctor Strange was a defender. I I never really saw him. This is our grumpy old man episode, by the way. Yeah, kind of is, but it's just but it's just post Secret Wars. Post Secret Wars Marvel isn't for us, just like New Fifty Two wasn't for us. But it's it's just I don't know. But there are great things coming, so it's it's just I'm I'm really looking forward, you know, to Thor because that that's going to continue what Aaron was doing, and I am looking forward to a lot of things. So it's it's just when it comes to the Avengers specifically, uh, and it's, it's weird. It's not like, I don't, I don't hold on to the Avengers like Jason does. I, I know that's, that's his crew. And, and I, but for some reason, I just, I view, I have a filter when it comes to the Avengers and there's just something certain that, that, that I need to see. And, and even, I, I kind of wasn't really feeling it during the leather jacket era. I came back for Heroes Return, was? but it's, I know, but it, but there, so it's, so I haven't been, I'm able to walk away from the Avengers. And then when they're like, Hey, here's eight new Avengers books and there's gotta be something here that, that you're right. like, I don't think new Avengers is it for me. No, I don't think it is either. It, the, the, the goings on are not weighty at all. It doesn't seem like, I mean, even if they all failed at whatever, it'd be like, okay, no big deal. <laughs> You know what I mean? Because it's France. <laughs> you know, it's France. Whatever. It's it's not even America. Um, but and you put Songbird anywhere near uh, the title role, and I'm looking for Zemo. I I cannot separate Songbird from the Thunderbolt. I can understand that. That's her team, as far that, yeah. as I'm concerned. I, I do know? think of her as a Thunderbolt, but I mean, again, there were lots of people that led the Thunderbolts aside from Zemo. I mean, Right, but I mean that's you know Cage, Hawkeye. I mean, if if we're talking teams, I say Doctor Strange. Who do you think? Defenders. Right. You know uh, that to me is just uh, Songbird is Thunderbolt. So, see, I I don't know, man. Like I like I haven't read this issue, so I don't want to comment on the book itself. But but one of my favorite things of all time about the Avengers is the roll call and the new members, man. Like. Again, I got I got love for D Man. I got love for Doctor Druid. I got love for Gilgamesh. I got love for Esperita, Man, I, but I got. Know, all, yeah. But you know where you're going to see. You know where you're going to see D Man from now on. No. Where? Captain America, Sam Wilson. Oh, yeah. oh that's really? his that, that that that's his tech head. That's his pilot. That's oh, Sam's, cool. Okay. Yeah, uh, with a new costume. Thank God. So he doesn't look like Wolverine cool. in a silhouette. The um, which was kind of neat. That the guy had the stones to actually make a costume that looked just like Wolverine's <laughs> costume. I thought that was cute. Um, yeah, no, I mean, and he's not like the, uh, what the hell was the dude's name? Wilbur or Arnie? Who, who was the dude who, who just stayed in the back cave? At, at, oh, yeah. No, he's <laughs> the, the big drooling yeah. idiot. But he'd do great things with the Batmobile, man. He couldn't even wipe his butt. <laughs> that's not, that's not who D-Man is. He, he looks oh, pretty yeah. Badass. What was his, what was D-Man was homeless for a while. Yes, he was. He was. <laughs> Bruce be like, man, you need to shower, dude. <laughs> like, drop that drool off. Fix your nuclear reactor on this. Um, but uh, okay, so so sticking with Marvel for a minute, then and Captain America, Sam Wilson, uh, is kind of really, really putting heels in and and trying to go for that real world feel where. Um, this is this is a divisive character. It, it's I mean, and not that. Why is that? Well, 
because first, if, um, he is, and this isn't unusual for Captain America. I mean, Captain America, of course, was, um, punching Nazis on the cover originally. And then you had him, uh, you know, say no to the president. And of course, you know, that, that, that's when U.S. agent takes over. Um, but in this particular, um, in, in this book, and it's, it, art is by, um, Daniel Lacuna, which is fine. It's, it's not the, uh, Oh, so it looks great. Well, okay. It, it's, I think he looked great when, when I have was much doing, love I know. When, when, when Remenda was, was writing Uncanny Avengers, I thought Acuna looked fantastic. Um, with, uh, this doesn't remind me, it, this is still good. It's not like it's, it's Eternals. Akuna or or Freedom Force or whatever the um Loving it I know. Um but he he starts off by taking on crossbones and having to um and he hands them over to Shield and Maria Hill. Um but Maria Hill basically says, Yeah, thanks for this, and now our Shield agents will um will escort you out because um Sam calls a press conference and says that he would um bring folks together but after the speech headlines basically said you know Captain America goes partisan um Sam Wilson is the captain anti-America Captain America approval rating plummets under 50% they call to uh, senators are calling to end Cap's reign uh, what he's, he, it, it's Cap versus the Constitution, basically, is how America is viewing it. So he, he, um, it's kind of an outsider. Why? I, what, what's, what, what stance is he taking? He, um, they, he, he's just, he wants to be more than a symbol. So he's basically, instead of just saying, this is Captain America, and, you know, it's the red, white, and blue, and, and this is, you know, I'm, I'm upholding the Constitution. He's basically. As well you should. That he's, he's making Captain America human with opinions, and nobody wants that. Oh no. I'm not, wait, I'm not getting it. Steve had opinions and stuff, didn't he? Steve was also white. Oh. And that's God forbid really, a black man I has opinions. But that, yeah. I mean, really, they're, they're, they're not. I haven't read it yet, but I, I, I mean, I've, I've heard a lot about this controversy. Like, it's a good reminder that there's still a lot of bigots in the world. Oh, absolutely. Um, and it, it's, it's written by Nick Spencer, which I didn't, I wasn't expecting. And it, hmm. it, and there are parts of it that, yeah, okay, this it reminded me why I'm not really a big Nick Spencer fan. Um, Misty Knight is, that's, She's in it, and and it's basically it's it's Captain America and Misty Knight. That's the team, and and D Man is kind of hanging back, and and he's the pilot. He, he's the guy. He, he's he's the Frenchie of the group, and so he's going to make sure shit's running tip top. But um, the country still loves Red Wing. That's you know his his <laughs> Red Wing's approval rating is is through the roof. But no one's. I mean, even Loyal. Sam had to fly coach to get to Arizona, uh, and. There were a couple of dudes riding next to him and, and, uh, they were 
having a gay old time hanging out with Captain America. The stewardess wanted nothing to do with him. Uh, no, we're out of everything. You know, anytime he would ask for water or something, there, there were these two girls sitting in front of him and they're like, Oh, do the catchphrase, do the catchphrase. And he's like, okay, fine. And his catchphrase is take it to the hotline. What? It turns out that, um, he's decided to take Captain America directly to the people. And so they cut to one of his, uh, TV spots, and, and it's basically, you know, I'm Sam Wilson, Captain America. You may have um, seen him in the, in the news a lot lately. And if you have, you know I'm no longer working for S.H.I.E.L.D. or the U.S. government, but I am still working for you. That's why we've set up the hotline. So if you see injustice in your community, we're here for you. So so now he's also the hero for hire. Um, wow, I got to read this. No, it, sounds, no, it sounds very jumbled to it's, me. It sounds no, like there's I'm too not, much I'm going definitely on. Definitely not. Um, so no, I'm not, you're doing a good no, job. I'm, not, I'm just I'm not trying to go straight forward through because I, I do I don't want because because like Jason just said you know he's heard people have issues with it and because of what happens in this issue because of a couple of pages a couple of panels where Misty and Sam because we saw Misty in Remender's Captain America run uh, and they they had teamed up and now there's Misty in this. And when they're, they're practicing and they're fighting, you know, she gets on top and it looks like mm-hmm. maybe something's going to happen. And D-Man walks in. So he's over here cop blocking and, and hey, it's, cop-locking? it's, it's, well, no, he just walks in. He's like, he's like, Oh, I, I hope, you know, is it safe? And so he doesn't really interrupt anything, but there's nothing in this. I don't know if Misty Knight was on top of me. I think things would get, you know, there'd be some things that would be beyond my control. Let's just put it that way. But the, you know what I'm saying? What's, what's, I, what's, I hear you dog. Uh, but they don't, there's no actual, they don't kiss. They don't, hmm. at, at no point does anybody say or think what's going on in the past. So you might have other people around them saying, oh, you know, well, if Misty's here speaking on your behalf, then you know, haha, she wants. But whatever the deal is between Sam and Misty, we haven't explored it yet. So what, what I, what I really enjoyed this past mm-hmm. week were people seeing the panels in this book and then flipping the fuck out because Captain America is kissing Thor on an upcoming cover. Right, yeah, without I, context, I, without any context whatsoever. There's all my tripping, yo. Doesn't need any context. Here's, here's why, why they kissing. I thought Misty was, and dude, we didn't know shit in this first issue of Captain America, and you're carrying on about a goddamn cover. Le- you're making huge fucking leaps, bro. So, I'm just. Would it even be news if it was a, a black man and a black woman kissing? Or why? Because Thor's white and 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 uh, Captain America is black. So wait, what, I mean, in today's day and age, how can that even be an issue? I know that's nuts. That's what it's, I'm thinking. Like, why is this even news? People throw shade at Renee and I, but there's there's just fuck them. I, you dude, I rub their face every chance I get. The the uh, I could see if it was if it was a woman and a and a horse, you know, like that's just wrong. Still butthurt but, over Thor being a woman. That's weird. very true. So it's, it's just, people got their hangups and, and I love that. Like some they, people can't handle Spider-Man being like a magnate. Right. It's not no, even close no. to being the same thing. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> not, <laughs> dude, come on. We all have our peccadillos, boys. No, we don't. This is just like basic human interaction. 
Who cares what color you are? It's nuts. No, I'm uh, making a joke about the woman thing. Stop store being a woman. Oh, whatever. That's who cares about that either. But but Jason also too loves, many hangups. Um, he'll he'll love uh, this issue of Captain America because the Sons of the Serpent show up. <gasps> oh, Acuna drawing the Sons oh. of the Serpent. He's gonna he's gonna want to buy, buy art from this, but it's a um. Well, it is Acuna, so I don't know about that, but. <laughs> What's up? No, I'm, no, I've been digging Acuna a lot the last few years. What, what's I just wish this is you know what when 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 you're when you're gonna do a reboot when when you're like you know starting your line over you just no matter who you are no matter what company you are mm-hmm. yeah. hire Jose Luis Garcia Lopez to do the model sheets to do the guide sheets because the Captain the Steve Rogers in this issue of Captain America. Looks like he could bench press four of the Steve Rogers that show up in Uncanny Avengers. There's just like no, it's like, so is he the frail dude or is he the guy who's still kind of buff and can wear this suit? I got to give them props for the new Iron Man costume though, the armor, because I can only imagine what a nightmare it was to draw that thing. I hated the lobster suit. Civil War. I hated the lobster suit. Yeah, with all the louvers and the, this is more streamlined. It, it still has a way to go. They still could reduce even more, but it's a step in the right direction. I like the, the, the conciseness of the new Iron Man. I do too. Yeah. Um, David, but Marcus, yeah, uh, the, um, so I would definitely recommend, I mean, if you're a Falcon fan, if you're a Sam Wilson fan, if, if it's the Captain America book. So I, I did. I love Sam. In, in, in spite of Nick Spencer, I did enjoy this issue. Um, I think some of that has to do with the feedback or the outcry from people who did read it and, and their reactions to it because they, they just don't have a handle on, on the real world. But it's, um, I, it, and it's, it is, it is a wordy bitch, but you know, we don't, that's good. Yes. We don't really know, um, everything. So, you know, I mean, we don't know why. Well, you can kind of figure things out. I mean, as, as with, with Sam kind of narrating the whole thing. But, you know, I mean, Captain America is being, you know, escorted out of S.H.I.E.L.D. It's like, you know, basically we don't we don't want your kind. And, and it's not it's not a racist thing. It's just like, you know, listen, you kind of turned your back on the country by going into business for yourself. So uh, we really can't be seen working with you. And see that that makes no sense. You turn your back on the country because you went into business for yourself. We got a guy running for president. That is a businessman. Seriously, like these people are crazy. I got to read this. You do. Just remember, Vince, I'm not a businessman. I'm a business man. <laughs> it's all about placement of the comma. <laughs> so yeah. I got some horror. I got to read all of these. Yeah. I will I say, I don't know if we, I, but I did enjoy the first issue of the Iron Man. I did too. Yeah, no, we talked about it last week. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, I thought it was, it was fun. It looked too clean, but fun. But, um, uh, to, to uh, take up my horror quotient for, for this, uh, episode, I got to preface it with the fact like, yes, we're all well aware that Alan Moore is one of the greatest Possibly the greatest writer in the history of the medium. He is the greatest for the rest. And and he is a god. Yada yada yada. We all said it before, but 
I got to talk about Providence, and it's not entirely in a favorable light. I'm I'm loving it. I enjoy it immensely because I am a huge H.P. Lovecraft fan. Um, You say Lovecraft, I'm there. Okay, so it's not a stretch for me to fall absolutely in love with Providence. That said, I read up to and including issue number five. And uh, we have issue four is basically the Dunwich Horror plus the color out of space. Issue three is basically a uh, shadow over Innsmouth. Issue, issue five is basically Dreams in the Witch House, a little bit of Herbert West reanimator, and a teeny tiny bit of the thing on the doorstep thrown in. So when you have the greatest writer in comics jumping into the H.P. Lovecraft world and doing nothing more than taking his characters and his concepts and his creatures and shuffling the letters a little bit in their names, weaving them all together into one narrative. How is this not considered fanfic? How I'm I, I, I'm either I'm missing something, and maybe before the final issue, more is going to inject something that elevates this work above simple pastiche. Something that actually makes Providence more than just a strong collection, a strong together collection of, of someone else's slightly tweaked intellectual property. It, it, it's like if someone sat down and said, okay, I'm going to have Roland the gunslinger, Pennywise the clown, Jack Torrance, the walking dude, mm-hmm. all of Stephen King's great characters, put them all in one story. Right. And it's going to be cool beans. But what's the special ingredient that is going to elevate all this above fanfic? I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. I mean, it's awesome. And Moore is a great writer. And I like being able to trace these characters. Like Dr. North is obviously Herbert West, right? I love being able to track what he's doing back to the original source material. But is that a new creation? It's just he's just playing around with Lovecraft stuff. Where does this become a work of art and not just – you know, a song and dance routine. Uh, Did you you guys feel the same way when you're reading this? Look, I, I'm gonna since we're going since we're going in or since we're being honest this week. Um, yeah, I, I I I can't get through it. Really, I'm two and a half issues in, and I just I because you're not a Lovecraft. No, that's true. But for like two weeks now, because I know we've been meaning to talk about it, I I, I keep going back to it like once every day or two, and I just quickly put it down and move on to something else. I right. I just say, oh, I'll get back to it. It's just been a struggle for me, so. I can understand that. Um, and, and, and uh, go ahead, David. I, um, I have, I'm, I, I know very little about Lovecraft's work. I, I, I haven't really read and I have collections, but I haven't read really anything. So I don't know that you're talking about, you know, read issue three and you get these stories. And, and, and yeah. so I don't, I, I miss all of that. I'm just reading this as a straightforward story. Um, which could be why I enjoy the back matter so much, but, um, I think the back matters, the back matter is the best part of the book. It's because we we're so used to, um, it just, it fleshes out Robert so much more because I mean, you get, you kind of get who he is when he's talking to people during the main part of the book, but you know, based on his, his expressions and, and the art, the art is very 
very clean. Oh, it's beautiful. And art. it it is it is very very well done. But it is so well done that even the people who are supposed to be ugly or repulsive just look like pretty people wearing makeup. And it's it's not. I don't. You know, I'm I'm expecting to turn a page because Robert just sees you know someone after years of incest, and I'm like that's that's nothing that would really. That's not repulsive at all, and and it just. But I got the sense that I was supposed to feel that way, or right? that that that's what was coming. The um, did you read issue four? Yes. How about five? Yes. You didn't think the scene in the uh, in the hallucinatory scene where where um, daddy and daughter with the with the with the breastfeed. Breast oh, that was three. No, was that? I thought that was the, yes, that was issue that five. Four? No, because five. that was that, yeah, because at the end of the issue, that, that, that's when he goes to, uh, the guy's house. And, uh, yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that was, that crazy, was freaky. Disgusting. Yes. No, that yeah. was absolutely cause, cause I mean, the little devil baby is like, you know, and that was freaky, but the issue, uh, was it issue? Well, the, but when, when he went to go see, you know, general bathrobe and, and, and his son uh, with the tesseracts yeah, and, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. and even before that, that well, the frog people. If you want to call them frogs, whatever the hell they look That's like. That's straight out of shadow over its okay. mouth. It's, I mean, if, if you read your Lovecraft, everything in this series has a, uh, a precedent. It's all in HP's work. And is it, like is the, it the H- meteorite yeah. is the color out of space and they keep talking about this meteorite and I'm waiting for them to, like the book that, um, it had points, Black, but some people said it didn't have points, but some, yeah, yeah, yeah. The book that Black wants to get his hands on is the Necronomicon. Okay. But, but Alan Moore is just changing the name a little bit around. And, and the, the, like, I don't understand the purpose of this yet. It's, is he, he's obviously not making any of this his own by just changing the letters. Now is it, around. is it happening and, like in, in whatever happened in the second issue and the third issue? Is that like chronological to the stories that Lovecraft told in order or is it just, oh, no, 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 it doesn't. No, no, it doesn't really matter. He's just pulling shit from all of HP's. No, I just, I'm curious to know like, like how like his, his map room and how many different colored threads are going in different directions to see, you know, how it, I, I just, I, I don't want to get inside Moore's mind because there is no escape, but it's just one of those <laughs> things where it's obviously a love letter and it's, yeah, yeah, but he is injecting a little bit of novelty into it because if you, if you read through issue number five, the domed cities are mentioned. Yes. Which directly connects this to Neonomicon. Okay. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. So somebody may think that's cool beans. I do because at least it gives a little bit of weight to Providence. Like, okay, now this is just another part of this big tapestry that Alan Moore's weaving with somebody else's characters and concepts. Your mileage may vary. I think it's great because I'm an HP Lovecraft fan. I can see someone like Jason who really hasn't read a ton of Lovecraft being bored shitless with to, with this stuff. Mm-hmm. Because if, if the joy in Providence is finding the precedent in HP's work, right? To right. me, anyway, um, and and how Moore is is shuffling these things together to make this one story, this one narrative, but. I, 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 I have to admit, I'm a little bit let down. This is Alan Moore we're talking about. The, the greatest, the goat, right? Yeah. The greatest of all time. Show me the hidden geometry. Pull me into that tesseract. Why is all this stuff important? Why are you playing with H.P. Lovecraft to this degree where you needed an entire series to do it? Mm-hmm. Show me the, the, that diamond in the middle of all this stuff. What does it mean? Why are you doing this? 
Is it just to have fun? Maybe, you know, he's maybe he has a tax issue again because that was the whole thing with Neonomicon. He had something he, he had a tax bill he had to pay. Right. Off, so he decided to write a series. Like, I need something more than just playing around with HP stuff. I'm I'm upset a little bit. Clearly. Yeah, because when you don't, you know, I wanted this to be awesome and it is to a certain extent, but there's really no substance. It's a really good Chinese buffet, mm-hmm. but you know, I didn't think it would be ever, I didn't think I'd ever be able to utter these words, but I have to say, uh, Alan Moore's not, I, for, I, the reason I used to consider him the goat is that I thought he had an unblemished track record. And I, I can't say that anymore. Because of Providence or because Well, of- not just Providence. I again I don't know that I can give Cross Plus One Hundred the mad props as groundbreaking. Oh, I, I don't come on. it was good it was good, but it was just another thing, just another horror book. It wasn't it wasn't transcendent. I I uh I definitely Neonomicon was cool, but it wasn't again, I wasn't like amazing. It was fun for what it was, but it was puerile and um I just, uh, and I don't think his, uh, if, if Chris is listening, he's probably going to throw something on his TV or his radio. I don't think, uh, the last couple rounds of, uh, of League have been that good. Well, even, even League, the, the, uh, the one issue was entirely HP Lovecraft. Mm-hmm. With the, the Penguins, it was, it was at the Mountains of Madness. Mm-hmm. Like, it, he's established the fact that Alan Moore loves HP Lovecraft. Right. Who doesn't, right? I have a gigantic, annotated H.P. Lovecraft that Alan Moore did the introduction for. He, he's obviously endeared to the man's work. Mm-hmm. Where does where does the fanfic end and the revolutionary take begin? I'm not seeing it yet. And I want to see it. And this, this, this series needs it. You can't... If you're going to have a 12-issue series, and that's what I think Providence is, using somebody else's work... You gotta, there's gotta be a point where you, you, you make it your own and put an initial, an original spin on it. Where's that? It needs to happen. If not, it's just gonna be a complete waste of time. Anybody can do this. Anybody. You know? There you go. Like, I, I don't know. It's a, it's an enjoyable distraction, but I need, I How need. How you like the art? That. I love it. I think Jason Burroughs is amazing. It's, it's very clean, which is surprising because I don't usually like, this kind of clear line, right. but no, I think he's great. I, I think he, the economy with which he approaches the medium is, is, uh, it's, it's a beautiful thing to see. He could go crazy with the detail, but he doesn't. He knows exactly what to put in and, and what to leave in and what to take out. I love it. Cool. But I'm going to need more than that. <laughs> Soon. 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 Oh, well, whatever. Can't win them all, oh, Alan. You you can't you can't. But I'm like I, with Alan Moore, he may pull it out in the home stretch. He's done it before. That is true. Yep. I'm hoping. What else do we got? I don't. I want to talk anymore. Huh. I don't. Did um, did anybody read what I asked them to read? Which was a book from DC. <laughs> I'm reading that. You said Lois and Clark. I did. You did. How I, was I mean, it? I intend to read it. I, I have not read it yet, though. I, I, I'll hold on to it then. I want, oh, I want Vince to go read into it. No, because it's, it's, yeah, no, seriously, I'm by going, having you go into it, it absolves me. No, you going into it is not going to affect me from reading it. Okay, no, that's fine. I just, it's, it's, um, 
it was a, uh, it, it is a convergence fallout book because we were introduced to these characters during the convergence event from the summer, uh, when, um, and it is the, the pre, it's the post crisis, uh, four books a month we version of of Superman where the it's it's the burn reboot version that this was the character from Convergence so this is the um this Why is didn't you say that? I did this is did. this is the Wheezy Stern Jurgens uh if you said that I would say okay I read I did I didn't hear that <laughs> so this was so during Convergence during when when this metro actually this Gotham was uh was a dome city and nobody and Convergence had their powers for one year. Uh, Lois and Clark were in this version of Gotham and Lois was pregnant. Um, obviously this is safe because if Superman doesn't have his powers, then so be it. So, uh, Lois ends up giving birth during Convergence, during the event. Uh, and actually the, the Superman that rescues her uh, in air quotes is the Superman from, uh, Flashpoint. So it's the scrawny patient agent zero, whatever the hell the kid's name was, uh, takes, takes Lois because she's having labor pains, takes her to Thomas Wayne, the Flashpoint Batman, so he can, uh, he can deliver the baby and our Superman, the Superman from the pre-New 52, the post-crisis Superman, he shows up, saves the day, more or less, and, uh, and, and, he and Thomas Wayne have a nice little moment, but Lois and Clark and baby Jonathan, uh, go to live happily ever after. So once, towards the end of Convergence, when everybody was, when, when Telos was trying to bring everybody together, so they could take on, um, Brainiac and, and put everything back, a bunch of heroes went and handled the original, the first crisis on Infinite Earths. And, uh, when that fixed itself or what have you, a bunch of heroes went their separate ways. And Clark was kind of hoping that like Kara and Barry and Hal, and this is the, the paradox, uh, the final night, Hal Jordan, he was hoping that they would come with him but they all wanted to handle their own thing. So Lois and Clark and Jonathan end up on a earth. And that earth happens to be the new 52 earth. Mm. Lois and Clark have been on the new 52 earth from the beginning. And Superman has been hanging back in the shadows. We start off the issue with Superman, our Superman, watching this Justice League take down Darkseid, which I'm guessing was from the first arc of the new Justice League book from five, six years ago. This, and he gets back to Lois and he's like, you know, it's still weird seeing, <laughs> who the fuck are these people? He's like, he's like, wow, it's, it's weird seeing Cyborg on the Justice League and not with the Titans. You know, I mean, these are, these are, heroes I'm familiar with, but they're not heroes I know. So he's been, he's just, they've been living life 
on this earth. And there are little things that he'll try to do. And he, he's been keeping things in check, which is why I love this. He's, he's looked after, he's like, you know, there are some, some characters, some heroes, some, some bad guys who, um, who aren't anything like, um, the, 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 the person that, that I know from back home, uh, there are, um, and then there are just completely different people taking over the mantle of, of this hero or villain. But he's, he's been basically checking things out. And what he's concerned about right now is the, uh, is the return of the space shuttle Excalibur. Because the person who came back on that ship mm-hmm. was Mr. Hank Henshaw. Yes. Mm, right. AKA the cyborg. Yes. So he's like, all right, so we got to make sure now that, um, you know, that that doesn't, that history doesn't repeat itself in that case. And <laughs> Shit, yeah. so he is, <laughs> I mean, he, it's, you know, Jonathan's a smart dude. He, he, he's a little boy. He's, he's like, I don't know. Um, how old? Is uh, it's maybe, um, the years have flown by. It, it's it, probably it's about, be- uh, eight, maybe. Wow. Yeah, no, he's, I mean, he was, if, um, cause he was, he was a toddler when they, when they got here. And so it's been a few, cause if, if it was five years, if, if, if when the Justice League started, it was like five years with the first hero. Yeah, he's, he's, he's gotta be probably maybe six. Seven, eight. Um, so, I mean, honestly, do you think this is their out? Are they burying their out in this story to go back to the way it was? I don't. Not just by what's in this, because it's um, it's. I don't think I'd, I'd be very surprised. Uh, it's. I mean, it, it, it's written by Dan Jurgen, so so there's the connection there. He, he knows what he's talking about. Uh, Art is by Lee Weeks and Scott Hanna. It's it's um, wow. You know, it, it's the lowest that, um, I'm familiar with what, actually what I, what I loved was early in the issue, um, Lois is telling the story and the, uh, she says this, this earth is so different from our own, suspicious, doubting, edgy. It's without faith. And I'm like, we've been saying that since this whole thing started. So it's like, I don't know if Jurgens is actually doing the talking or if he's just having these characters just, you know. Oh, I'm down with it. I hear you. Uh, I hear you, Lois. So, um, yeah. is, is this a single issue or a no, limited this series? Is, or I, I, I don't know if it's a limited series. I think it, the Titans Hunt is a limited series. I, I believe Telos is a limited series. The sp- I believe the spinoffs are limited series. And I know Jason and I mentioned it, talked about it briefly during our, um, you, you were, you were away. It was the, um, it was, fr- we, we were talking about the news from San Diego Comic-Con and this was one of the items. I do think it's a limited series. I hope it isn't. I would love to see it continue or at least continue as a series of, of limited series. Uh, Jonathan is pretty smart. He, 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 he picks up on things when he was looking for dad earlier because he had to go and do chores. He had to go get, collect the firewood. They, they were, um, they were living, they're living in a, um, on a farm because there, there was an old house when they showed up that there, there, there was a, there was an old farmer, 
who had basically a, a, a guest house in the back. So, so they promised to, to take care of the house if they could stay there. And, you know, so Clark was doing odd jobs around, around the farmer stuff. I'm guessing the farmer has now passed away. They've taken over. Uh, they've taken on the last name of White. Which is a good thing because if they had kept the last name of Kent, now that this Earth Superman has been outed, that might draw undue attention to themselves. Uh, so that was basically good planning ahead. Uh, so Jonathan is trying to figure out, well, where's dad? You know, why isn't dad doing the chores? I got to get ready for school. She's like, um, one of the horses got out of the barn. Well, well, which, which horse? It was Apollo got out of the barn. So, then when dad shows up as Jonathan's getting ready to leave the house for school, Jonathan's like, well, dad, why is your hair wet? He's like, well, I took a shower. And he's like, well, mom said you were out getting the horse. He's like, yeah, and I did. And I came back in and I took a quick shower. And then, so as Jonathan's like leaving, he's like, well, what horse got out? And he says, Zeus. He's like, well, mom said, and she's like, shush, come on. We got to go to school. And, and it's just, so, I mean, the kid is, is, is pretty swift. Um, and he's, 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 he's reading um he's reading he's watching the news while he's supposed to be reading in in class lois is a um is an author her uh, her pseudonym is anonymous x or something like that um so that's how they're able to support themselves she's she's made she, she's writing these stories um she uh she's basically um she's the breadwinner in the family but uh she doesn't want anybody to know who's writing these books. Her publisher was like, yeah, no, that's fine. You know, if you want to keep a secret, I mean, you'll make big bucks if you ever decide to come out, but you know, we'll do it this way if you want. However, someone was watching Lois during a, her most recent exchange. Um, and the book is going to be called intergang, intergang global scourge. And at this point, Clark goes out in the space to grab the, um, to see when the shuttle is coming in. Um, things aren't going too well, but Clark ends up bringing the shuttle in, uh, tries to get everybody to safety before the shuttle blows. And there is, um, and there is someone reaching out to Clark saying, help me. And, and there's uh it says Henshaw on the helmet, but Clark's trying to figure out, you know, where the rest of the crew is. We don't know who is. Who, who is in, who's in the suit? We don't see anybody's face. And then we cut to, um, a distant star system where there's another plot line unfolding, but it is. Maxima? Um, it actually is a, she's got a sword and she cut somebody's head off. So I don't think it would be Maxima, but it's just. Maxima's nasty. She is nasty. But this was, I mean, it's, it's the Lee Weeks art. So it, it, I, I wish I, I wish it was out before New York Comic Con. I would have told him that he did a great job on it. It's a, um, it's, it just, it, it hit a sweet spot for me. It, it yeah, I mean, it's taking place. It sounds it. I gotta read On it. the new 52 You're right. Earth, but it is, it's, it's, listen, this is, this is, your, folks, you were bitching and, and, and maybe we hear you, but here is, here, here's a throwback to, you know, what, what you've been missing. And, and, you know, I mean, it's yeah. just, it's, it's definitely it's, not the only one that was singing those praises this week about that kind of thing. Like I saw other people join you on that front saying like, thanks for finally giving me a Superman back type of thing. Yeah. I mean, it's, but the thing is, I don't know if it's this earth or if it's, just, I, he's not as, um, he's, he's still invulnerable. He's still flying. He's still in space, 
but there was, uh, there was some work he was doing while he was, um, he wasn't out getting a horse from the, um, from the barn. He was, uh, he was, let's see, he was digging a 13 mile long trench in the ocean floor and it's not as easy as it used to be. So he's not as powerful as he used to be. And I don't, and that's, I don't know if that's the earth. I don't know if it's, I, we have no idea, but, um, it, it was, yeah, no, I, I, I'm going to ignore some of the continuity because it sounds kind of maddening, like the, the Flashpoint Batman and the well, you don't, you don't like, see any of that in this. Oh, I'm good. just no that that was that, that was all lead up. That was from the Convergence miniseries. That was from oh, that event. Okay. This this kicks off with um, Sue, he's, here. Sue, he's here. He was watching. Okay. It's a few years ago. He was watching that fight with Darkseid, and now now it's present day, and it's all that. Don't worry about any of that. Flash. Pretend even better, even better. It, it shows up in a flashback, but you're not. Oh, that's just great. Yeah. So, um, cool. And he's wearing his, um, he's not wearing his blue and he's not wearing the blue suit with the red cape. He's wearing the, um, the, the black outfit with the, uh, with, with the white chromey accents. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So this from the, from the, um, eradicator, right? Didn't the Eradicator have something to do with that? Well, the Eradicator was more, yes, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, the, the Eradicator was more Kryptonian with the whole frills and, and stuff, but this is, uh, I'm trying to, fool, fool. yeah, but it's a, um, no, I, I, I definitely recommend it. I know that well, you have piqued my interest. Good. That's that, not easy to do when you, those two so letters you just, come you together. You just have to try. See, there's no love. There's no trust. I, I was like, I was like, dude, no, there's, do me there's a favor and read it. Jason was like, listen, man, you know, I, I tried. It should happen. You know, it was a busy week, but Vince was just like, ah, it's funny. DC imagined. I was just like, whatever. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Did you guys, I'm, I don't know if I heard correctly, you did get caught up on the strain? Like we've all seen it yeah. to the end? Mm-hmm. Yes. Does Zach not need to die? Oh, horrible. Oh, sure. Yes, the kid needs to die very painfully. He is the strain's game. He's the strain on the strain, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Did you see the one thing about, um, well, Jason didn't see The Walking Dead, so I can't say it. Um, but there's a turtle involved. In, in, uh, the first episode, or second episode. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. and somebody put up, the turtle will be missed more than Gabriel, should Gabriel ever die. <laughs> oh, Father Gabriel? That's hilarious. Yeah. He sucks. He's an idiot. I can't stand him. And, and Zach is in the same category. <clears throat> cannot, the, the, the thing that bothers me is the kid saw the transformation of his mother from mom yeah. into Paul. Exactly. Bald. He saw her break into the, yeah. to the, yeah. Tried he to saw hurt. her run across the walls. I mean, he saw her with the tentacles out. It's like, yeah. And and so he's, oh, mom, no, you know that's not your mother. She blinks vertically. That's not your mother. You know, she kills people and doesn't care. And she's got spider babies for henchmen, hench people. That's not your mom. And all of a sudden, you, you know, he hates her. And he's like, yeah, dad, you were right. That's not mom. And then he sees her. And it's like, hi, mom. Like, what's wrong with you? You caused a beautiful, smart woman to be killed. It's true. He, he, he's directly responsible for, for Nora's death. Man, that episode was all about the ladies getting taken out. Oh, it was, yeah. It was heartbreaking. It was. We, we could, it's spoilers if you haven't seen the last episode of The Strain, the season finale of The Strain. Coco gets, um, gets bitten by I, I-, I- but Palmer's in a great position now. 
Yeah. Because he could tell He's them to go fuck to themselves. Lose. They have nothing on yeah. him now. True. And and I would I think that Icorse doing that pretty much sealed their doom because now he's not going to play play nice with them because they took away the if it wasn't money or power Coco was the only other thing he loves in life and they just took it away from him so now he's not going to play fair they had him and they had to fuck with him mm-hmm. because that's the hubris of Icorse I think Icorse is going to be taken down fucking hard. He, he is going to go down spectacularly when he eventually does go down. When he eventually Jace, does go Jace, down, no. it's, it's, he's, I see, I see Eichhorst outlasting Palmer. Oh yeah. Yeah. Now, yeah. But I mean, I don't know how the books go, but I'm thinking Palmer's going to have his final say and it's not going to be pretty <laughs> because of what they did to Coco. But I, I I don't know. It's just that um, I, I think um, Goodweather is gonna he's gonna be fucked up now because of of her diet. Right. You have it's like both sides of the of the the fence just lost somebody very important to them. So what they're doing is they're stripping away any kind of um, no attachments. Yeah, there's 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 nothing with which to be fearful. Like you know, Nora he he had to protect her and Coco had to be protected, but now, you know, the the chains are off. Mm-hmm. If you get bit, so what? You don't have you know, your kid is a dickhead and he's going to die. Uh. <laughs> I I I hate the kid. I cannot stand him. He's, 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 I want to see him pulled apart like Gabriel. And it kills me that Jason didn't see The Walking Dead because there was a part in the second episode of The Walking Dead that I literally jumped out of my seat and said something. And it's like, I want you to see. Was it from the comic? No. No, 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 no. No. But I'm, I'm, the strain is getting awesome. I thought the second season was way better than the first. And, um, I even liked it more. Well, it's not what goes without saying that I thought fear was was garbage, and the yeah, strain you, was way. Definitely better. didn't like fear. I didn't like fear at all. I, th- I thought it was trash. Hmm. I didn't think it was trash, but the um, I'm glad I can't wait for Jason to watch the first episode of this season's Walking Dead, get to the end of it, and then tell us, oh man, I because. You and I, Vince, both mm-hmm. thought what happened at the end of the first issue uh, episode. Um, we were guessing as to what was going yeah. on. You know, oh, I think I know who did that. You're totally, totally yeah. <laughs> it was awesome. I thought that Which was, was fantastic. Kudos to the filmmakers. Yes. Yeah, that because was, that was a nice touch. They're, they're, I love parallel. They were trying to. Parallel. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I the, love the, 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 the different point of view in the um. The, the first episode, Jason, is, is fantastic because it's, it's told, um, in a flashback and present day and it, it's all leading up to the, basically, there's a, they're trying to get walkers away from the community and something happens that most of what they were doing all throughout the first episode is, is almost for naught. And when you get to the beginning of the second episode, you're, you're getting to the point 
where we're getting the end of the first episode and then it happens and I, it's just something that I, I never, I didn't expect them to go in that direction. Mm -hmm. It was just, I I will say this. I won't tell you any details, but the season opener is great. The second episode is probably one of the best episodes of Walking Dead to date. It's heady words. Kevin, Kevin Smith, I believe said close to the same thing in uh, Talking Dead. Oh, he did. Oh, well. And I didn't even put the word cocker balls in it, too. That's true. That's true. Yeah, well, that would have have clinched it. But I can't, we can't talk about it because it'll spoil it for Jason. I don't want any of it tonight. I don't want any of it spoiled because it's really great stuff. No doubt. Yeah. But yeah, back to fear. I thought fear was crap. Total garbage. Well, Jason, that finishes, so we'll see what he says. Right, but it's, it's like, it's like fear wasn't even made by the same, it doesn't even seem like the same team that made walking. Yeah, I don't get that vibe. It's, it's garbage. It's, it's not even, it's not even good bad zombie movies. Huh? You know, like e- even a bad zombie movie has its, 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 uh, allure. Fear is just, the, the, the characters are, I don't like any of the characters save for the mother. Right. <clears throat> and, and, and I know it's not like, oh, take the journey with them. They'll get likable because Daryl wasn't likable at first. You know, of course he wasn't, but these characters, they're, they're all, I, I, I can't glom on any of them. Uh, Travis number one is the biggest idiot in the whole series because he, he's latching onto this, these ideals that he has. Like, oh, you can't approach it from this direction because that's not humane. That's not right. You are in a new status quo. All that stuff doesn't matter anymore. Your ideals are nothing. But he doesn't, it, it's, it's this taken. is the very beginning of the outbreak, though. They, they, yeah. don't, they don't know what the new reality is. It's They're literally being presented oh, with, it, with it. It It's pretty obvious at the end of <clears throat> Yeah, at the end, but, but he's, he's he still, still clings to the bullshit. Right, no, he's, that's not so much bullshit. It's just that, you know, listen, there's still, there are still, you know, even even in a world of chaos, there, there still needs to be some some order. And I, oh, I, I completely disagree with that. Complete well, because, but hindsight, you know, we don't, we don't have that. He doesn't. <clears throat> so if it's not, oh, I just, you know, I don't, I didn't, I didn't mean to kill all those people. I thought they were going to be zombies. It's like, no, but, it, but then if everything's fine at the end of the day, then you just killed a bunch of people for no reason. So it's, I, I get, I get where Travis is coming from because you kind of need that one character who's just trying to hold on to it and, and this isn't real and, we, we, he, he's just, he's, he wants to be that connection to the past to just, listen, this is, this isn't the new normal. He doesn't see that yet. I, he, he does by the end of the, the season, cause I, I thought the payoff at the end, I thought really, cause once they introduced, what the hell was homeboy's name? The, uh, the, the black dude who was in there with, uh, Junkie Boy. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Sanders I like him. or Saunders. But, but he was, he was, Fantastic. I like him. And a lot. Yeah, yeah. So um I think I, I think I think the season ended much, much stronger than it started. I don't know. It's another one of those uh Jason, I won't say anything, but it's another one of those strain situations where one of the characters, because of what they do, is directly responsible for something else happening. Mm-hmm. And it ain't and it ain't good. But Look at Walking Dead. 
what's who's the one character that gets shit done? Yeah, I'm not talking this season from 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 past seasons. Who's the one character that will do anything to get shit done? Carol. Carol is willing to do shit that nobody else will do because she knows all that other stuff that all the stuff that used to be doesn't matter anymore. Mm-hmm. If you have a kid going around killing people, that child needs to be taken out. She does it. Boom. You're dead. You know what I mean? Who else would have done it? Even Rick would have, would have, would have stumbled in, in, in the face of killing a child just because Carol gets it done. And she, she's, I think she's the, the most likable character in the entire uh, series because she's the one that I can, I look up to Carol. I would, if, if I was ever in that situation, I would think that I would approach it just like Carol. She gets it done. She does. No argument there. I think Carol is, out Daryling Daryl these days, because Daryl's kind of like, okay, Rick, you think so, Rick? You know, like, whatever. But we won't say anymore. Hmm. I I think Fear needs a Carol. I, I think Fear is going to get a Carol. But Carol uh, Carol wasn't Carol in the first season. Carol was just a mousy, uh, she's abused. And and if you go back and listen to the episodes, I didn't like Carol. Right. Yeah. No, no one. Because, but now I think if without Carol's journey. Remember how whack Carol was in the comic? Seriously. Yeah. But with this Carol, she doesn't make it out of the prison in the comic. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. But in the, in the, in the Walking Dead, she's the TV show. She's amazing. Carol is. By far, away I have one issue with uh, with the TV show. What's that? They should all be hitting it more. Seriously, how's Carol not getting? No, for real. How's I no, no, no. I'm 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 totally with you. If you were in that, if you were in that situation where all right, we got a couple walls now, we got a little bit of free time, I would be fucking anything that did not move. (laughs) Seriously, I I don't get it. They should be hitting. Yeah, win it. Uh, we got a wall around us. Is, we got a house. Is, I, I, I love it because you know it's like doesn't matter what the hell's going on. Got to be hitting it. That which is Jason. One of it, Jason's biggest hangups. I don't care if the dude's sixty thousand years old, old dude. He's an alien. He's got a hot chick as a companion. Why isn't the doctor hitting that chick? And it's like it does. And it's, it's like he, J- Jason was the one praying that Maddie and David got it on by the end of the season. And it's just like, dude, it's like it's just going to ruin. It doesn't work that way. But it, no, I think I'd be hitting. Well, listen, it's, I can understand. I can understand. Uh, old boy, alien, because he's an alien. But <laughs> and he's go ahead and say it. And he's boring. Yeah, AF. I mean, <laughs> boring. Yeah, he doesn't even have a dick. But but uh, but I but I mean. To Vince's point, and Walking Dead. I mean, what else is there to do before? You're right. You're right. That's like, like Alan Moore got it right. You're dirty and you're 100. grimy, and it's like it's like, dude, you haven't washed your ass in days. Like, you know, cross plus one hundred, they hit it all the time because that's like, what else are they gonna do? Gotta be nothing but doggy style because you ain't you ain't looking at nobody. You don't want to be getting close. I mean, now that they have, now that they're in Alexandria, oh. they can maybe wash up Sean? and shit, do a whore bath. But Sasha, fine. Sasha's super fine. What is it? Sasha. Yeah. You don't think Sasha's attractive, dude? Right. Oh my God, she's beautiful. No, Sasha. oh, Sasha's uh, what's his name's uh, sister? Oh, whose sister? She cool. Tyrese. Oh, oh, oh. Well, she lets her hair down, maybe. Oh, she's beautiful. Yeah, right. she's pretty. 
She's got beautiful eyes, beautiful face. Rosita's Come hot. On. Lesbian's hot. <laughs> how, are you, how are you defined as a character? I'm lesbian. Because I, I can't think of her name. I know. Of course, her name is Maggie. Yeah, she is. I, um, yeah. <laughs> I hope nothing ever happens to Maggie. Oh, shit. And Glenn. Don't be fucking around with Glenn. Well, that's what got me out of the book. Thanks for spoiling <laughs> <laughs> you've read past one on. No, now. I'm saying for her I'm listeners, though. No, well, if you haven't read Walking Dead Past Issue 100, <laughs> too bad for you. Oh, goodness. Shit. Damn. This episode. Wait, 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 wait. Jason hasn't said both. Slow your effing roll, dude. <laughs> He's been waiting for this all week. We gotta be somewhere? No, what you got? <laughs> Dude, that's, it's, 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 it's Halloween month, man. Coffee going oh, through yeah. you and shit. Yeah, it is kind of jacking yeah, me up. Huh? I got number. I got. Uh, I got a number one from Vertigo. That's that's perfectly oh, timed the, for Halloween. You got the uh, Darwin Cook Twilight Children thing. No. Oh, <laughs> what you got? I got uh, Survivors Club number one. Oh. Who did that? Written by Lauren Bukes and Dale Halverson. Art by Ryan Kelly with covers by Mr. Bill Sinkovich, aka Bill Sinkovich. <sighs> really? No, I'm listening. You just sighed like I'm boring you. No, you got my attention. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> this is right up your alley, dude. All right. Okay. A computer hacker comes across uh, a a list of people in a like a dark pool on the web, right? Like the dark web, <gasps> and it's a list of names. Everybody on the list is dead except for six people, herself included. So she gets everybody together, and they're from all different walks of life, and she explains this to them, trying to figure out what they all have in common. The only thing she can get from the data is uh, a reference to 1987. Well, turns out all of these people were survivors of real-life horror incidents that are evocative of classic 80s horror movies. What? You've got someone that survived uh, a haunted house. You've got someone that survived uh, a ghost talking in uh, their family's ear. You've got someone that survived a serial killer, um, and so forth, so on. You know, but but I won't give away which '80s tropes, but but classic '80s horror movies. They they are survivors of them. And uh, and and summer camp. What's that? Summer camp. I'm not going to get into it, but mm. but the but but the point is. They so there's a connection there, although none of them are most of them are reluctant to share uh, what they may have happened to them in 1987 because they've repressed it or it's just a, a you know something they can't revisit. But clearly, this is something is is killing off the, these people from these incidents, and um and, and that's basically the, the the intro, the premise of 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 and they form the survivors club, uh, and we're going to find out who they are, what happens, who's behind the murders. Um, is it one of them? Is it somebody else entirely? Is there some darker force to it? Because, uh, you know, there's definitely a dimensional portal type of situation because the, the hacker, uh, she's the only one that's acknowledged what happened and she, she actually got caught up in an evil video game. She was playing a video game in an arcade and, uh, it, it opened it up a, a, a demon portal. But, uh, really, really interesting and well timed to release this in October. Um, it's an ongoing book and was a lot of fun. Lauren Bukes is a horror novelist, so. She, she's, this is her genre. And, um, I thought it was great. Ryan Kelly's art is on point as usual. And it was scary as hell, man. It was, it was 
it, the the mood, the setting was creepy, it was suspenseful, everything I want in a in a horror book around this time of year. So um, I highly recommend it, especially if you're in the mood for for a little bit of terror in your in your comics uh, right about now. So who isn't? Yeah, exactly. Um, I have yeah. to say, I mean, so far so good with the Vertigo relaunch. They're they're putting out some good stuff so far. So I uh, I give them a lot of credit. They certainly do seem to be uh, re-energized. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of books coming out. Yeah. Yep. No diggity, no doubt. All right. As usual, we got lots to do. This episode of 11 o'clock... <laughs> no, you did. <laughs> 11 o'clock okay. comics has been brought to you by Discount <gasps> Comic Book Service. So crazy. DCB, DC Service... DC DCBService.com. From Creature, Burnt Comics number one, uh, $2.19. Grayson, Trade Paperback number one, $7.49. And the Planet Hulk Trade Paperback War Zones is uh, $8.99. In your travels, I want you to head on over to Dark Horse and pick up Hellboy in Hell issues seven and eight. Nice. It's a two-part story um, written and drawn. By Mr. Mignola with color art by Dave Stewart. Hellboy is still in hell. Um, and we find out certain things that are very, very important to the uh, Hellboy universe in these two issues. I think this is the biggest, um, uh, incident of import in Hellboy in a long, long, long time. I think it's as important as, uh, the fact that he died and went to hell. So there's something that is revealed in in um, these two issues that uh, will have some big ramifications within the, the Hellboy uh, mythos. So read it. And it's Mignola drawing. How often do you get to look at a book that Mignola drew? It doesn't happen often, right? Mm-hmm. So you should go, go out and read this stuff. Um, kind of a wordy bitch, as Mr. Price is wont to say. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of dialogue in these issues, but it's awesome. Um, and the color art. Yow! Dave Stewart. It, it doesn't get better. So go read Hellboy in Hell. Seven and eight. It's two parts. The name of the storyline is The Hounds of Pluto. Pluto. Yep. I loved it. Pluto is a hound. And Scott Halley edited it. Ah, <laughs> <sighs> therein lies the rub. <laughs> Uh, in your travels, I decided to take a chance on something, uh, featuring a strong, very strong female character. Martha Washington. Uh, no. This woman's name is Victoria Adams. And, uh, it is a book written by both Adam Christopher and Chuck Wendig, your art is by Drew Johnson. Letters by Rachel Deering, which kind of, and I noticed, or I made point to find out who the letterer was for a reason. Uh, Colors by Kelly Fitzpatrick. Um, the lettering for some reason is just large. It, it, it's, I mean, the, the, the font, the font is just big. It's not like the word balloons are taking up a lot of space. Just like the font is, is large for some reason. Uh, the book is, is, the art is strong. 
Johnson's art is really solid, as is the language, which is a little surprising considering who the publisher is, although maybe not since they've published some darker stories this year. This is The Shield number 1 by Dark Circle Comics, which was the recently rebranded from Red Circle Comics, which is from Archie Comics. Hmm. Um, Interesting. Yeah. So, so the shield is a woman and huh. it, uh, we start the story off in 1776. Alright. Uh, and then we jump to the present day. There is, um, there, Victoria is being interrogated by a detective. Um, and then the detective lets Victoria go, but there is an agency that is after Victoria. Uh, the person in charge of the hunt for Victoria looks an awful lot like a dude that she fought back in 1776, complete with the scar and the facial hair. Uh, so he's after her. And what's weird now, now, now Victoria is extremely strong. She has no memory. She doesn't remember what the hell's going on. She, she, she little drips and drabs are coming in. Um, but she, uh, she gets hit by a cab. And should have. Sorry, I didn't mean been, to laugh. No, it's just she's, she's she's running away because the the, the detective says, "Listen, meet me here. Mm-hmm. We'll protect you. Just meet me here." So, but but this is this this part. Just I didn't quite get this because she's like, "What? Go ahead." I'm having. Does she have? Is she having these memories of 1776, or she was actually there? It it looks as though she was actually there because she also when 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 it does click. Yeah. She remembers, um, we don't want to make sure I get it right. Um, there are, um, damn it. You don't usually get things wrong. I'm sure no, I know, no, no. I mean, they, they, they are right here. I just want to, um, she, she remembers, let's see, she remembers how to keep her powder dry from her, her, her old musket. Uh, she remembers shooting Admiral Blue Cannon on the deck of the CSS Virginia. She remembers how to load a belt fed M1919 Browning and how hot it got. She remembers the stink of mustard gas. Uh, so could th- this be just memory? And she from remembers dying. I don't know. I, we, wow. we don't know yet. She's, she's been hanged. She's been shot. She's been, um, I like that hook. She's been shot down in an, in, in, in an old timey airplane. She's drowned. Um, so, so this guy is after her. This agency is after her. But what on her way to this safe house that the detective told her to get to, she hears like there's, there's a, um, she hears voices and it's, it's raining outside. It's, it's, it's extremely weird, but it's, it's raining outside. And she's like, I can hear things outside. She says, uh, like for instance, a home invasion going on eight floors up. Oh. She digs her fingers into the exterior wall, into the brick and starts climbing up eight stories. There's three dudes with, um, with, with a, uh, with an, with a couple. I got One woman's this. on the couch. The other dude is all tied up. The older guy. She breaks in through a window. She, and then she says, and these two malefactors are dead. 
The other one too, I think it was easy, too easy, and it felt right somehow. Oh, so she um she's on her way back. I mean, so now she's she's resuming her her, her course and going back to, to to where she was headed. Um, so she's when when she gets hit by the taxi cab, or she's when she's running across the street, when when the cabbie's getting all in her face, you know, it's your fault. And, and, you know, you, you did this to me. Look at my cab. Um, cause the front, front's all damaged now. She grabs his finger and like just kind of bends it back to, to get him out of her face. And she continues running. So she doesn't know how strong she is. She can climb walls by digging her fingers into the face of the wall. The detective at the beginning says, okay, I'm going to let you go, but we have to be convincing. I need you to punch me in the face. Oh boy. Did she take his head off? But that's the thing. So she walks in, she walks into the room when, when the, um, when the dude is like, okay, so where is, where, where is my witness? Where's, where's the woman I'm looking for? And he's like, she, she says, she says she, she got the best of me and she went out the window. And, all, and, and she's got a bloody nose. So if, if you're somebody with no memory and, and you're not sure of yourself, how did you not take this woman's head off? That, that, again, that's not a hinge. It's not enough to take me out of the book. <laughs> mm-hmm. But he, he never it's just it one of those things where it's <laughs> like, it's not like she, she, she got to this part after doing everything else. This is what like for whatever. And, but I think the saving grace is there are so many unanswered questions. Yes. This is probably just another one of those. Yes. If, and, and, and the detective could have rolled with the punch. You know, I mean, maybe that is just, but it's still, you know, it's, no, the, like I said, the, the, the art is great. It's, it's a, it's a pretty cool setup. I was, this may, this may read better when collected. Oh, sure. Uh, because the, the, the issue just abruptly ends. It's like, it, it doesn't really feel like much of a, of a cliffhanger or to be continued. It's just like, all of a sudden she's just like, I remember. And it just, it's like the, the, the episode ended early and then that's it. But, um, I'm it's check it's my new travels. Definitely recommend it. It's 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 it's. I want you all to check it out. It's um, and it's yeah. Th- there's definitely some dark forces involved. It's um, I mean Johnson can draw the women. I, I have absolutely no problem with that. And the yeah, I just I need to see where it's going. And you know, there's no we we know what her costume's going to look like because we have it all over the cover. There's a bunch of variant covers, but in in the first issue, she's just it's. Plain clothes. She's she's just trying to figure out where the hell she is, who she is, where she's from, how she got here, and 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 I'm I'm digging it. I, I really really like it. And I mean, I've read Shields. I, I'm not so familiar with the character or past stories from any incarnation. Where I don't know if there's little Easter eggs or nods to. Any, yeah. I don't know if it's if there's, there's anything about the old DC line when they took over. Um, you got to think about none of those incarnations have really worked. Like everything past the original never found footing ever. It's like they, okay, DC, even the impact line, it was there and then it was gone. Right, yeah. And I mean, and, you know, had, so why not make it? And the impact line, I mean, you had, hey, Mark Wade writing stuff. I mean, the impact line, was good, yeah. I mean, well, the Jag- Jaguar was, was a female. Um, so I don't know, you know, if they've ever done the, the, the gender bending stuff before now, but this, cause it's, it's, I mean, the, the name of the arc is Daughter of the Revolution. It's, she, I don't know, I mean, she's all dressed up like a, um, 
like a freedom fighter from, you know, in 1776. It's not like she's, she, she's a maiden or a wash maiden or just, you know, waiting for the men to come back from the front line. I mean, she's, she's getting dirty and she's fighting dudes and she's taking them on. And I mean, I don't know if she's always been this strong. I don't, we know nothing about her and, and, and that's pretty cool. So, I mean, it's, it's you, this is why it's really, Need is that you know as much about her as she does. You're learn. You're going to learn together, and I think that's real cool. I think the amount of people, Colin Fowle, that they changed the shield from a man to a woman is would probably fill a phone booth. <laughs> that's true. Who cares? Who cares? Right? Not, yeah. It's probably. Yeah. So there you go. Cool. I'm I'm interested to read. Yeah, that. I think you'll dig it. Jason, uh, I've got two things. Woot. Well, the first is uh, in your travels, a uh, little visit to the web to uh, a spot that we've shouted out in the past. It's time again. Talking about Humble Bundle. Yes. Mm. This month's Humble Bundle book bundle. So you would go to www.humblebundle.com backslash books. Uh, is the Humble Bundle utterly gigantic top cow collection. <laughs> cool. Um, I've already ordered it. I probably have all of them. I'm sure you do. Yeah. I have owned and read very little Top Cow over the years. Um, this is a great way to get exposure to some of it on the cheap. Um, as usual, the Humble Bundle is an absurd number of comics. Um, you get, if you're willing to go the max, you know, all the way up to the, to the premium, which I think costs $11, you get uh, Ninth Generation 1 through 5, Ninth Generation Hidden Files, number 1, Witchblade Volumes 1 through 8, Wow. Artifacts volumes one through six. Apollo nine number one. Artemis nine number one. Athena nine number one. Poseidon nine number one. Aphrodite nine. Rebirth volumes one and two. Aphrodite nine. Hidden files number one. Aphrodite Cyber Force one. Cyber Force Rebirth volumes one and two. Switch number one. Sunstone volumes one through three. Ninth generation issue number six. Freshman volumes one and two. Down, Volume 1, Tales of Honor, Volume 1, Genius, Volume 1, The Tithe, Volume 1, The Darkness Origins, Volumes 1 through 4, Postal, Volume 1, Midnight Nation, Volume 1, Berserker, Volume 1, The Entire Rising Stars Compendium, and they say more comics coming soon. Wow. So, for 11 bucks, people. That's crazy. You can't find some value in that list of comics for 11 bucks, <clears throat> then I don't know what to tell you. So it's a no-brainer. So I ordered it, and uh, you know, yeah, and, and, I think the witch witch blade alone is worth it for sure, for sure. Yeah. Now my my comic in your travels is a book that is probably as far afield from me in terms of target demographic as it gets in comics, um, which is why I wanted to shout it out because if I enjoyed it as much as I did, then I got to think it's a hell of a comic because again, I am not the target market here. Uh, I am talking about. Um, Written by Kelly Thompson, art by Sophie Campbell, colors by Victoria Roboto, Gem and the Holograms, Volume 1. Nice. Oh, Volume 1's already out. Damn. Yeah, got it's a trade paperback by IDW, collects issues 1 through 6. Um, it felt like like weeks ago that I mentioned first issue. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Um, just as you noted, it's it's... It's, uh, it, it was terrific, man. Like, what can I say? Look, I mean, it's a story about, uh, a, a couple young women that are trying to make it in a, in, in, in the, the rock and roll scene, the rock and roll scene. Um, Jerrica Benton is the, the lead of the group. 
but the pro- she's an amazing songwriter. She's got an amazing voice, but the problem is she gets horrific stage fright. And she and her three sisters who are not, I mean, one of them is her blood sister, but they're essentially, they, you know, they grew up together. They're best friends are all in this band together. And, uh, if, if it were just not for her stage fright, they would, they would be a thing because when they're just practicing and she's writing her music and they're just performing together, she's transcendent. But, but every time she's in front of a crowd, she just chokes and they've kind of had it. They've kind of got, the other ones have kind of gotten fed up because essentially, you know, it's, it's, it's been years and they, she needs to figure out a way. Uh, turns out her father passes away and she realized that her father left her something and it turns out her father was something of a, a genius scientist and he left her uh, inside of a lab, a pair of earrings and those earrings turn out to be <coughs> the world's biggest and most impressive holographic projectors. So she puts them on and she immediately transforms into Jim and because she's hiding behind an image, she no longer lacks confidence. And so the, this volume is essentially introducing us to the characters as well as the, the evil group that, uh, that they're up against, their, their nemesis, their nemeses, if you will. Um, and it's, uh, it's terrific. The, 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 the far and away that the star of this book is, is Sophie Campbell. Yeah, um, that's what I was just going to say. Yep, it's all about yep. the art. I mean, the pop art, the graphics, the, the unbelievably bold and bright colors. The, the expressive figure work. It's just a beautiful book. Every, every page is gorgeous. And it's, I mean, there are, there are hundreds of colors in this book. Um, and the character designs are phenomenal. Um, and it's just, you know, it's a classic idea. You got the good girls, the holograms up against the misfits, you know, and, uh, and there's definitely some, some love triangles. There's Jem is being wooed by a reporter who's been hired to cover the misfits. And so in there, there's an upcoming battle of the bands. And so he's, He's attracted to Jim, but he's also attracted to Jerrica, and he doesn't realize they're the same person. Um, then you've got one of the sisters from the from this uh, from the holograms, uh, Kimber, who's the super tall, pale ginger. Um, she's she's in love with uh, one of the girls from the Misfits, which causes controversy. Stormer, um, and it's terrific, man. And, and all the girls have different body types. Like you know, Jerrica is is, and there's a no hot move in the back, which I love. Uh, of each character. So Jerrica is like five, five, but in this gem, she's five eleven with this, you know, crazy long pink hair. You've got, uh, Aja Leith, who is uh five, five and, and she's like a heavy set Asian girl with, with like blue punk rock hair. You've got Sha- uh, Shanna who is five, two and, and, um, she's, she's a black girl with purple hair and, uh, you know, she's robust. She's got like a huge binocodon, like big, like super big. Um, you've got Kimber who's the tall and skinny, um, uh, guitar player. And then the misfits, you've got Pizzazz, uh, Jetta, uh, Roxy and Stormer. And, um, it's just, it's a lot of fun, man. I, I'd like to say it's just, uh, it, it, it's a book that I really had no business like, should have had no business liking. And I really did enjoy it. Um, and, uh, it, IDW does a nice job with this because they not only give you the six issues, but they give you back matter. They give you tons of pinups. They give you the alternate covers. Um, our, our girl Sarah Richards uh, adapted a bunch of covers, all, uh, variant covers for all the issues. We get to see those. Um, Amanda Connor did some covers. So it's just a, a great packaging, man. I just absolutely loved it from start to finish. And uh, I, uh, I I think this is a book that if I again if I liked it, then I have I would imagine that um, that like you know young women uh, will like go nuts for it because that's who it's geared for I and mean, that's who it's written for. So. Yeah. yeah, man. So, so again, thumbs up to a little diversity in comics. Nice. 
Always a good thing. Yep. And you know what else is a good thing? Our, our iTunes reviews. Yes, we already did that. <laughs> iTunes reviews. They're a very good thing. And if you would be so kind, if you enjoyed this thing, please leave us an iTunes review. Because they matter. Not to me, but they matter to, to people who notice. And that's, I guess, what we want. So thank you. Leave us an iTunes review. Come back next week. David really needs you here. We all do. Yeah. And uh, in the meantime, say goodnight. David. Good night. David. Silly. It's silly how close he gets to it. Is it not? It's uncanny. That's the word I use. Say goodnight. Bye bye. <laughs> Peace out. Hey, y'all.
Thank you.